This is Motor Racing Network Classics, presented by MRN. The field of starters in the 42nd running of the Daytona 500 is sitting on the pit lane and now getting the command to begin rolling for the first of three parade and pace laps before the green flag and the first of the 200 laps that will make up the 500-mile distance in this afternoon's event. MRN Radio proud to bring you live coverage from here in Daytona Beach, Florida. Alan Bestwick along with Barney Hall. The weather, well, this morning it started off kind of cloudy and a little bit on the chilly side. We've had temperatures in the low 80s for the last several days here in Florida. It was quite a bit cooler than that this morning, but all of a sudden as race time approaches, as always seems to happen here for the 500, the clouds disappear and here comes that bright Florida sun. Yeah, it's beautiful out there right now. The temperature is forecast to go up into the mid-70s, so it's going to be a perfect day. Field rolling off onto the racetrack now. They'll make three pace laps, as I said just a second ago, at 55 miles an hour to set the uh, pit road speed that they'll have to adhere to during the running of the race. That done in the interest of safety. Darrell Waltrip's car, well, he was just kind of giving a high five to his crew, pulled into his pit box on his way down the pit road, but just uh, making a final salute to his team as he heads off onto the racetrack and gets this afternoon's event underway. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. Darrell Waltrip will start back in 43rd position in the Route 66 Big Kmart Ford. Darrell has to have mixed emotions. This will be his last Daytona 500. In 42nd spot is Kyle Petty, the Hot Wheels Pontiac, the Northern Light Ford with Kevin LePage, squares off 41st, 40th, Elliott Sadler in the Sitco Ford, the Square D Chevrolet, Kenny Wallace goes from 39th, 38th starter, Sterling Marlin, Coors Light Chevrolet, the Kodak Film Chevrolet with Bobby Hamilton is 37th, starting 36th, that'll be Steve Park in the Pennzoil Chevrolet. The Conseco Pontiac with Mike Bliss will start 35th, 34th will be Wally Dollenbach in the Turner Broadcasting Ford. Stacy Compton has the Kodiak Ford in 33rd, 32nd. Robert Presley, the Jasper Engines Ford. And the Amico Pontiac with Dave Blaney starts 31st. In 30th today, John Andretti in the STP Cheerios Pontiac. John Deere Ford, driven by Chad Little, starts in 29th. 28th is Rick Mast in the Big Daddy's Barbecue Sauce Chevrolet. Johnny Benson starts 27th. His team picking up sponsorship for the season last night from the Lycos Internet Search Engine. Johnny starting in 27th today. 26th is Ed Barrier in the Hills Brothers Coffee Ford. It'll be Terry Labonte in 26th. He's in the Kellogg Chevrolet. 24th, Matt Kenseth, winner of yesterday's Bush Series event here. His DeWalt Tools Ford lined up there with Ken Schrader inside of him in 23rd starting spot driving the M&M's Pontiac. 22nd is Jimmy Spencer in the big Kmart Ford. And in 21st position, the 98-500 winner, Dale Earnhardt in the GM Goodwrench Service Plus Chevrolet. It'll be Jerry Nathan. Starting 20th in the MichaelHooligan.com Chevrolet. The Mobile One Ford with Jeremy Mayfield will be 19th. Kenny Irwin squares off from 18th position in the Bell South Chevrolet. And the Turtle Wax Duracell CD2 Ford with Robbie Gordon will start 17th. Joe Nemechek finds himself in 16th position in the Oakwood Home Chevrolet. The Tide Ford with Scott Pruitt is 15th. 14th starter, that's Jeff Burton in the Exide Batteries Ford. The Interstate Batteries Pontiac with Bobby Levante goes 13th. 12th starter is Derek Cope in the Finley Moore Ford. And the DuPont Automotive Finishes Chevrolet of Jeff Gordon starts 11th. Now the top 10, Michael Waltrip in 10th position in the Nation's Ranch Chevrolet. Ninth is Mark Martin in the Valvoline Cummins Ford. Eighth, Dale Earnhardt Jr. in the Budweiser Chevrolet. It's the Home Depot Pontiac of Tony Stewart lined up in 7th. Sixth is Ward Burton in the Caterpillar Pontiac with Rusty Wallace starting in 5th position. He drives the Miller Lite Ford. Fourth is Mike Skinner in the Lowe's Chevrolet with Bill Elliott lined up 
up third in the McDonald's Ford. And on the front row, the Robert Yates Racing teammates. Outside is Ricky Rudd in the Texaco Haviland Ford and Hickory, North Carolina's Dale Jarrett, the 93 and 96 Daytona 500 winner, driving the quality care Ford Credit Ford, qualifying at a speed of 191.091 miles per hour. Field just came by the start-finish line. They're moving down into the west end of the speedway right now, heading over to turns one and two, and let's take a swing around with them. Joe Moore of Hampton, Virginia will be covering the action over in turn two. Thanks, Barty, and good afternoon, everyone, from the greatest place on the planet to be today, the Daytona International Speedway. I'm down here at the west end of the racetrack to follow the action as the cars climb the banking of turns one and two. All throughout the week during Speed Week activities, a lot of these drivers have talked about the shock and spring rules, making the cars a little less stable, up in the corners particularly. There's a very stiff breeze blowing today. It's going to make that even more pronounced. It'll buffet these cars around as they climb the banking here at turns one and two. Of course, the most important thing you do here is choose up your drafting partner. That draft kicks in once you exit turn number two and hit what we call the super stretch. There you either go ahead or go backwards. We'll have all the action from the west end of the track here this afternoon. When they funnel off turn two onto the super stretch, they'll fan out three, four, we've even seen on occasion this week, five wide down the back straightaway. And to cover the action there for Motor Racing Network today is Altamont, Illinois' Kurt Becker. Alan, we're positioned on a scaffold at the east end of the infield facing west. That breeze is at our backs, overlooking one of the most demanding parts of this speedway. On this super stretch, the back straightaway, at times you have to be patient. At other times, aggressive and always clever with your use of the passing lanes. If you step out of line and start to move toward the front of the field, well, if the timing's right, you're going to look like a superstar. If the timing is wrong, you're going to go backwards in a hurry here this afternoon. A lot of exciting moves made up there in turn number four as they sweep back into the trioval here at Daytona and from Birmingham, Alabama to cover the, all the action, Eli Gold. And Barney, this is the spot particularly yesterday where we saw that final move to victory. Matt Kenseth made the charge to the inside and took it onto the house to pull down the win in the Napa 300. As the field comes by us now, again, today is going to be this area of the racetrack where if you've got it, you've got to show it and get the job done. This racetrack is demanding. You swim off the corner. You've got about a thousand, maybe fifteen hundred feet to head back to the start-finish line. It is a breezy day, certainly, but nevertheless, the brilliant sunshine is here, which will allow me to put a capper on this week-long project of uh, developing the true masterpiece of body bronzing. Uh, if you have not been with us earlier in the week, it's been kind of a running joke here. Eli claiming to try and bronze his Adonis-like body, and I have come to the conclusion that Despite the fact that we have had temperatures in the 80s here, the only way he's going to bronze his Adonis-like body is with a sponsorship from Sherwin-Williams. You know, you can't come here and see this race, whether you've been here one time or whether you've been here for just about all of them like I have, without at this particular moment waiting for them to come off turn number four, come down and take that green flag. You just get your stomach and your, your muscles kind of tighten up butterflies. Uh, For me, I've said this before, might have said it on our broadcast a year ago, I've been to hundreds, probably thousands of races over the course of my life, but this one race every year at this moment makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up, and it's doing it right now. They are in turn three and four, getting ready for the start. The crowd beginning to rise to its feet here as the field will come off turn number four. The pace car will hit pit road, and 43 drivers will seek their share of the $9.3 million purse put up for today's Daytona 500. Dale Jarrett and Ricky Rudd 
are on the front row. Rudd looking for his first 500 victory in his 23rd try. Jarrett looking for win number three. After the damage to his car in yesterday's final practice, these opening laps will be nervous ones for him. Bill Elliott and Mike Skinner in row two. Rusty Wallace and Ward Burton in row three. Tony Stewart and the rookie Dale Earnhardt Jr. in row four. Pace car is off. We're ready to begin the 42nd Daytona 500. Field down the line looking for the green flag. It is in the air and the Daytona 500 is underway. Restrictor plate motors come to life. They wind them up and head for turn number one. It'll take a full lap before they get all the power out of those engines so nobody's pulling out to pass at least up toward the front as they work their way down to turn one. High speed pace lap forming up here as they climb the banking of turn one for the first time. Dale Jarrett begins to nose out in front. His teammate Ricky Rudd pulls even once again. And they are stacked up two by two all the way through the 43-car field. On to the super stretch for the first time this afternoon. Dale Jarrett goes to work in the inside lane, but Ricky Rudd is stronger to the outside. In fact, Rudd has help now in the form of Mike Skinner. Dale Jarrett needs some kind of help. His car backslides to fourth, maybe fifth position. He'll be challenged to the outside by Dale Earnhardt Jr. The leader, Ricky Rudd, first time by all turn four. Everybody cleanly through the first lap to this point. Here they come into the trioval. It is Rudd leading lap one. Skinner and Ward Burton side by side for second. Then side-by-side for fourth. Dale Jarrett inside. Dale Earnhardt Jr. outside. They head for turn one. Ricky Rudd leads the way. Everyone else stacked up double wide. Here's Skinner digging down low underneath Ward Burton. The second-place battle. Burton pulls even again from the outside. Just behind them, Dale Jarrett underneath Dale Earnhardt Jr. Chevrolet and Pontiac battling for the second position. Mike Skinner inside of Ward Burton. Here's Burton's machine in the outside lane. Trying to shove a nose out in front, but Skinner is still there. Skinner's there. Bill Elliott working well down low. He's tightened right in behind Dale Jarrett. Well, we've run a couple of laps. We've gone nowhere. Basically, it's two by two, 43 deep off the turn. Beginning to see a little scrambling around at the front of the pack, however. Mike Skinner thought he had the lead when he came off turn number four. Now he's going to grab it here at the start-finish line away from Ricky Rudd, and bringing with him will be Dale Jarrett. He locks in on Skinner's bumper as they go to turn one. Skinner tries to drive it in deep down to the low side, thinking maybe he's got a draft going, but hey, look to your right. they got a draft up there, too. It's still stacked up double one. Wide. No one leads the way. Dead even exiting the corner. Ricky Rudd and Mike Skinner. Ricky Rudd in the outside lane. He's got Ward Burton right behind him. Dale Earnhardt Jr. also part of that mix. While Skinner and Dale Jarrett, Bill Elliott, Rusty Wallace work the inside. It's still two by two. And again, not an inch difference between the machines. Low side of the racetrack. Scott Pruitt trying to climb his way a little bit closer and tighten up that inside draft. He's doing it off four. Not an inch to make a mistake either as they come back into the trioval still double wide all the way back through the field. At the stripe, Skinner out in front by a hood, but Rudd makes the run on the outside off the turn into the short straightaway, pulls even once again for the race lead. You just know any minute someone's going to drop down on the inside, try to make it three wide, but it won't be this trip. Still two by two, back through turns one and two. Skinner down low. Ricky Rudd to the high side. They're followed by Ward Burton and Dale Jarrett. Rudd scored to the outside of Skinner's Chevrolet, working the super stretch. Here's Rudd again with another push from Ward Burton, but Skinner working down low is still there in turn three. Dale Jarrett now inching even closer. He thought about helping give Skinner a little shove through the corner, but this is not the time to make those kind of moves. Further back on the move, now one of the machines, that's Jeremy Mayfield, will work around Robbie Gordon. It actually looks like they have just dropped the green flag and they're heading for turn number one. That's how tight the field is running here at the start-finish line as they work their way back into the corner. However,
Endeavor back at about 10th position. They get three deep there. Bobby Lamonte got squeezed just a bit, heading to one. And they get three deep up front as Dale Jarrett drives to the inside of the track and takes the lead of the Daytona 500. Bill Elliott comes with him. He'll take second. Now it's three wide for the third spot as Rusty Wallace goes low. Rusty Wallace goes low, trying to take over the third position. The car caught in between now as Ricky Rudd. Rudd in danger of falling back into fourth. He's got Rusty Wallace charging up to the inside. Rusty Wallace stays down low, trying to find an opening to the high side. Ward Burton, he'll stay stuck right in behind Ricky Rudd. Derek Cope leads another group of cars a little higher on the banking off the turn. Mike Skinner hung in the middle of a three-wide situation as they come into the trioval. Mark Martin, who is inside. Joan Imachek, who is outside as Dale Jarrett leads at the line. Farther back, ducking down to the inside, comes Michael Waltrip. He's on the move, trying to get sixth. Sweeps down to the inside of Tony Stewart. Also gets by Dale Earnhardt Jr. He'll pick off two positions there. Further back, it's Mike Skinner in the middle now as Mark Martin tries to advance to the low side. Kenny Irwin rides the outside lane off two. Mike Skinner has dropped all the way back to the 13th position, still trapped in the center lane of the super stretch. Further ahead, here's Rusty Wallace. Starts a run toward third on the inside. Rusty's got some power, stays working down low. He'll swing to the inside of Ricky Rudd, brings Ward Burton with him. Michael Waltrip says, hey, this is the way to go. He stays down low and follows him to the front. They're about to put six laps on the board in the Daytona 500. It'll be Dale Jarrett and Bill Elliott and Rusty Wallace, the top three, as they work their way across the line, followed by Ward Burton in fourth, and Tony Stewart has worked his way up into the top five. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy in. Four tires to no go racing fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track, for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane the highest octane on the market performance is what sunoco does all sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in nascar here for ryan blaney four tires with sunoco fuel from the track to your tank you can trust sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak Outdoor care to home and auto repair. Do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. Also, Dale Jarrett leads the Daytona 500. Next time by, they'll complete just the opening 25 miles of this 500-mile event. Bill Elliott is second, Rusty Wallace third, Michael Waltrip fourth, and Tony Stewart is fifth. The rest of the top ten are Kenny Irwin, Ward Burton, Jerry Nadeau, Mike Skinner, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Ricky Rudd a minute ago, who started on the outside of the front row, had what you might call a moment up in turns one and two in front of Joe Moore. He's been shuffled pretty well back into the field, Joe. Close call. He was running there about uh, in the top ten, Alan, when he came into the corner. It was a double-wide draft coming into the turn. The car kind of bobbled to climb into banking of turn number one, and everyone just drove to the left, went underneath Ricky, left him out of the draft. He has fallen well back past the top 20 now. As they come off turn number four and back down to the start-finish line, there were single file coming out of the corner. All of a sudden, that in down to the bottom of the racetrack line forms up and tried to chase down the leader. Some good scrambling going on from fifth place on back. That's where Mike Skinner picks up a position, diving underneath the Kenny Irwin car. He'll bring with him Dale Earnhardt Jr. He grabs the sixth spot. Now Jerry Nadeau gets by. He gets seventh. That's going to draw Kenny Irwin back into the eighth position as Irwin now works the outside lane of the backstretch. The leaders go single file through the first six cars in turn three. The man who really lost 
lost in that exchange. Tony Stewart, he's now back to the 11th place, may even lose that position off the low side of the racetrack. The leader, Dale Jarrett, leads them off turn four. All 43 cars still in the lead draft. Ward Burton, close call off turn four. Tony Stewart slipped up in front of him. He had to jump off the gas pedal. He's going to lose several spots. Here goes Jeff Gordon to his inside. Jeremy Mayfield, Dale Earnhardt, he kept from wrecking the car, and I'm not sure how he did, but it's going to cost him a lot of ground on the racetrack. All that going on from 13th on back is Ward Burton tries to gather it back in. Instead, his car kicks out once again. Two cars slip underneath him and again complete passes. Here goes Joe Nemechek getting by and Ken Schrader also bypasses Ward Burton. Further ahead, here's a challenge for the fourth position. Mike Skinner tries to drive inside of Michael Waltrip. Waltrip moves down the racetrack to block. The man who is strong, as he was at times yesterday, Kenny Irwin, who likes the high side of the racetrack. He's run well here in the past. This time, he won't be able to hold off Earnhardt Jr. or Willie. Seeing a lot of guys run up in that high groove. Uh, yep, he's going to be able, able to hold him off here at the start-finish line and for just a second, and now Earnhardt Jr. gets a good run here as they come into the tri-oval and will move up another notch closer to the front. Quick reminder, today's broadcast of the Daytona 500 brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the Daytona International Speedway to MRN Radio solely for the private non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the expressed written consent of MRN Radio is prohibited. Field heads for three. Right now, the leader, Dale Jarrett, works his way off the end of the backstretch, chased by Bill Elliott in turn three. The best scramble is back around sixth and seventh spot still. Kenny Irwin up high to his inside is Dale Earnhardt Jr. Then right behind them, Jerry Nadeau to the outside of Jeff Burton off turn four. Front three starting to put a little bit of distance on the pack. They are racing single file and staying tucked in a tight draft. Dale Jarrett, Bill Elliott, and Rusty Wallace have put about a second on fourth place Michael Waltrip. Behind Waltrip is Mike Skinner, and he's feeling some pressure for that fifth spot into one. Right to the inside of the racetrack comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. trying to get by along with the Mike. Skinner car to the outside. Kenny Irwin comes to the front again. He's now racing alongside Dale Jr. Behind him, Jeff Burton, who made a nice three-wide move the last lap down here. Kenny Irwin still racing to the outside of Dale Earnhardt Jr. all the way down the super stretch. They're racing door-to-door, still battling the sixth position. But it's three-wide further back as Jeff Gordon makes a gutsy move to the inside of Tony Stewart and to the inside of Mark Martin. So give a couple of more spots to Jeff Gordon as he climbs the leaderboard towards the front. But that Door-to-door racing is allowing the front three to get even further away. Dale Jarrett right now brings them down to the line as they work their way back into turn number one. We look back at Michael Waltrip in fourth place. No heat being put on him for the moment. Mike Skinner's content to just tuck in there and stay. They may get three deep a little further back. Still pretty hot there for about the sixth position. That is where Jeff Burton is knocking on the door. He wants to get by Dale Earnhardt Jr., but it's not a whole lot of room. Kenny Irwin occupies the outside lane alongside Dale Jr. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. He digs in a little deeper, still trying to get enough momentum to clear Kenny Irwin for the sixth position. Now, Jeff Burton again jumps in line behind Earnhardt Jr. Is it going to be a three-wide move? No, it'll stay two-by-two, while at the same time, Earnhardt Jr. runs up on the rear deck of Mike Skinner. So for the moment, from fourth on back, no one can make a move. Dale Earnhardt Jr., very impressive. Here at Daytona Speed Week so far, the 25-year-old and only his sixth Winston Cup start ever two-time NASCAR Busch Series champion right now fighting side-by-side with Kenny Irwin for the sixth and seventh spots as we're 15 laps into the race. They're in one. Dale Earnhardt Jr. occupying the inside lane. This time, getting a little bit harder running at turn number one, getting some drafting help from behind. Jeff Burton is there, but now suddenly kicks in from the outside. Kenny Irwin pulls back out in front of him. 
Again, all this going on from the sixth position on back and put Dale Earnhardt in that mix as well. So Earnhardt, Earnhardt Jr. now racing on either side of Kenny Irwin. Earnhardt Jr. is going to try the low side while his dad works the high side. Kenny Irwin's working the rear view mirror, wondering where the Earnhardts are going to gang up on him off the corner. Working their way back down to the line, they'll put 16 laps on the scoreboard. Again, the front three will be Dale Jarrett, Bill Elliott, Rusty Wallace, Michael Waltrip hangs on to fourth, and rounding out the top five is Mike Skinner. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA, who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn? Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws? If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At the Daytona International Speedway, 19 of 200 laps complete in the Daytona 500. The front three, Dale Jarrett, Bill Elliott, and Rusty Wallace being gained on now by that second group of cars being pulled by Michael Waltrip. They gained two-tenths of a second the last time by. Now Waltrip in fourth, just one second behind leader Jarrett on the backstretch. Michael Waltrip in fourth, leading a big old line of traffic. He's got Mike Skinner and Dale Earnhardt Jr. behind him, Kenny Irwin and a restless Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt's going to go to the high side of Kenny Irwin Jr. They're battling for spot number seven midway between three and four. Earnhardt Jr. goes way high. He'll get some help from behind with Jeff Gordon closing. Nice thing at Daytona, Alan, here in watching this Daytona 500 is both those grooves are working. Guys can run right against the wall also in the center groove and also at the bottom of the racetrack, which is going to keep them out of trouble and they're really putting on a show in the early going. Noticing three cars beginning to move up a little bit. Jeremy Mayfield's picked up several positions. So has Kenny Schrader and so has Joe Nemechek. Scramble now. Fourth place on back. Turn two. Once again, it's Dale Earnhardt on the move. That is Earnhardt Sr. trying to make a move on Junior. He went to the outside. Couldn't quite make it run. There he falls back in line now. Headed to three. All that traffic goes single file. Further back around the 12th position. That's where Jeremy Mayfield has been feeling some heat in the form of Ward Burton's car. Those machines work towards turn number three and climb the 31-degree banking. But for the moment, again, everybody holds their position. The leaders come by, and Michael Waltrip now to within a half second of the leaders. He is continuing to close and pull that second group up to the front three. They're also showing some good discipline and staying in line, riding the draft to get up there before they can race for the lead. Dale Earnhardt has moved from 21st to 7th in the first 20 laps. They're in one. Once again, Dale climbs the banking, but Junior goes with him, goes up to block now. Mike Skinner may benefit. He's got the inside lane covered. This is going on for the fifth spot between Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Mike Skinner. All of a sudden, Mike Skinner gets kicked out of line. He finds his Chevrolet trapped down low on the super stretch, and he's going to scramble to get back up in the line. Skinner will behind Dale Earnhardt. He does get in behind Earnhardt just ahead of Jeff Gordon. Then to Gordon's in, inside comes Jeff. Burton, then following him is Mark Martin and Kenny Irwin. They'll scramble for spots off the turn. Watching Dale Earnhardt Sr. and Jr. go at it out there brings back a memory or two when Davey, the late Davy Allison and his dad Bobby went at it here in the Daytona 500 also. We might well see that again here today, a father-son combination doing battle 
for maybe a win before the day is over. They go back to one. Shuffle now back around the 10th position. Kenny Irwin very busily there trying to hold off a couple of attackers. Number one, Mark Martin. He completed the task and got by. Now Kenny feeling the heat from Joe Nemechek and Jeff Burton who runs the inside lane. Burton is all alone down toward the inside. Further ahead, Bill Elliott takes a quick peek to the inside of leader Dale Jarrett. Not close enough to make a move. Not close enough there at all. Rusty Wallace not moving at all. He's staying glued in third. The next three are in line, but back at seventh, here comes Jeff Gordon. He's inside of Skinner, and he may grab it off the turn. Actually, Skinner is rallying up to the outside with that better run off the top side of turn four. He's going to poke the nose in front of Gordon on the straightaway. Gordon draws even with him again at the start-finish line, but Skinner's got the drafting help. Gordon's by himself down low. Let's see if Gordon's able to finish the pass or if he's going to lose some ground. Side-by-side coming into the turn. Gordon has no drafting help. Working the inside lane. There's three cars stacked up on the high side of the banking. Mark Martin drifts a little bit wide. Joe Nemechek tries to stick the nose of his car in between them, but instead they'll move ahead off turn two. Martin goes to the eighth position. Nemechek goes to ninth. Jeff Gordon is still caught down low. No room in the outside lane for Gordon. Kenny Irwin comes right in, closes in tightly behind Nemechek. He doesn't want to let Gordon in. Jeff Burton's going to close in. He doesn't want to let Gordon in. Tony Stewart's going to help Gordon, though, with a trap on the inside. Bottom line of the Daytona 500, you don't get a whole lot of help out there nine times out of ten unless it's going to benefit you also. Dale Jarrett leads, Bill Elliott second, Rusty Wallace third, Michael Waltrip fourth, Dale Earnhardt Jr. rides fifth, Earnhardt Sr. is sixth, Mike Skinner is seventh, Mark Martin's eighth, Joe Nemechek is ninth, and Jeff Gordon is tenth. They're back in turn one. Working the outside now. Outside of Jeff Gordon is the uh, Kenny Irwin car. He rides along in 11th. We've got Tony Stewart in 12th. 13th is Jeff Burton. 14th, Ward Burton. And 15th now is Jeremy Mayfield. Here's Jeff Gordon still down toward the inside on the super stretch, getting some help from Tony Stewart. That'll be enough to give Jeff Gordon a shove. He works his way around Kenny Irwin. And at the same time, Tony Stewart on the low side of the track can't get in before Ward Burton closes up that real estate, but he looks into the rear view mirror, and here comes a savior from the rear flank. Jerry Nadeau will help Stewart. As they come into the tri-oval, they complete the 25th lap of 200 in this race. So far, things looking good for Dale Jarrett. Remember we talked about he had the problem in the final practice session yesterday where his car got rear-ended in a traffic jam by Jeff Gordon's and slid off damaging the front end, moving from the 31-degree banking of turn one onto the flat safety apron when he was skidding half out of control. I believe Winston Kelly is around the Winston Cup champion's pit. Winston, I guess so far so good for their rebuilt race car. Yeah, we just went through there and swung by a lot of the pits, talked to his uh, teammates' pit as well. Ricky Rudd's just a little bit tight when he gets behind somebody. But right now, the Dale Jarrett team, very pleased. He said he's driving a very smart race. He said very little. Likes that clean air out front. A lot of the drivers on the midsection of pit road talking about their car being tight. And that's been the tendency all week long when you get behind somebody. So Dale Jarrett, exactly where he wants to be, out front in the car, very smooth. At the... Daytona International Speedway getting a report of some smoke from Jeff Gordon's car. I uh, thought I saw a little puff of it as he left the trioval and headed down into turn number one. Gordon appears up to speed and we'll check it again as he comes back around one more time into the trioval area. As he comes across the stripe, don't see anything trailing from behind the machine. Let's go to pit road now. Well, they don't have any report in the pit of anything. Uh, just talked to Robbie Lemus a little bit ago and he said that the car was a little bit tight. And that's the way it's been all week long, so we're going to go back and talk to Robbie, see if he said anything. One of the NASCAR spotters around the racetrack just radioed into the control tower that indeed Gordon's car is trailing some smoke, so we'll keep an eye on that there. The defending race winner, Jeff Gordon, perhaps with a developing problem, 30 laps into the race.
That field works over into turn number three and heading up to Eli Gold. Well, we'll keep an eyeball on things. Michael Waltrip uh, further up gets shuffled out of the draft a little bit. It'll work to the inside. Here comes Gordon. Let's look. He comes by us, and yes, there is some smoke as he settles off the banking and takes a set on the flat of the racetrack. Not real pronounced. Well, it is now. It's getting worse. You can see it real good. A moment ago, you just see a wisp now and then as he went off in the corner, and a big puff just came out that time as he heads down to turn one and over to Joe Moore. He's at the tail end of a draft here, riding along about the 14th position. Seems to be up to speed, but that smoke becoming more pronounced here as he passes me in turn number two. Again, keeping up the speed, staying with the draft, but the smoke pouring off the back of the Chevrolet. Heading down the super stretch, more smoke again pouring out from behind Jeff Gordon's car. He continues to do the same as he works his way back to the corner. Again, we'll watch going through the turn when he's in the yaw position. Well, now we're even seeing it there. It looked before as though the smoke came when the car came off the corner and hit the flat. He's going to come to pit road. Lots of problems, lots of smoke for the 2014. He's going to come to pit road because if he didn't, he was going to be black flagged at the start-finish line. So Jeff Gordon on the pit lane at lap 32. He was running in 14th position at the time of the stop. We'll give him a minute to get to his stall and for the crew to figure out what's going on. And then we'll get an update from down there. First, that second draft of cars. Positions have changed drastically in there. Michael Waltrip was running fourth. He's been shuffled back to eighth. Now it is Dale Earnhardt who started 21st, who's up to that number four spot and leading them down the backstretch. Earnhardt in fourth. He's got Mike Skinner behind him. And also Mark Martin is on the charge. He's up to sixth. Meanwhile, further back, still back around the 20th position. Good scrambles there as Jimmy Spencer's on the move, going to his high side as Jeremy Mayfield. Then you've got Kenny Irwin side-by-side with Matt Kenseth. Ricky Rudd has backslid all the way there as well. Caution is coming onto the speedway. Apparently, Jeff Gordon's car has put some oil down on the racetrack, and the yellow flag will fly for the first time at lap number 33 in the Daytona 500. Let's go to Pit Road and get an update on Gordon's problem. Well, it is some kind of an oil leak, Barney. We can smell it, and there is oil on the the, uh, pit road area here, so they've shut the engine off. It looks like they're going to push it behind the wall. Gordon's car, when it came to pit road, the NASCAR inspectors there looked under the car, saw some oil dripping from the machine, and they have decided not to take any chances that there might be a spot of it on the racetrack. So the caution will come out here 33 laps into the Daytona 500, and we should see some pit stops in a moment. Under caution for the first time in the Daytona 500 for oil from Jeff Gordon's car leaking onto the speedway. Gordon's car has been pushed behind the wall, and here come all of the leaders that will be just about everybody in the field to pit road. We go first to cover leader Dale Jarrett's stop. And Jarrett's crew going to work on the right side. The story will be, do they do two or four? Mike Skinner on pit road, along with Rusty Wallace, just ahead of him, the Gibbs car. Bobby having trouble getting in as Tony Stewart's just, in, just behind him. Right side tires, everybody wheeling around to the left side. Bill Elliott on pit road, Ricky Rudd. Now more cars in front of Jim Phillips. And we do have more cars down here, including Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt's going to get four tires this time. We also have Matt Kenseth parked parallel in front of him. Bobby Hamilton's in. Scott Pruitt is in. So is Gary Coke. Right behind him is Robert Presley, Dave Blaney, and Rick Mass. Now to Marty Snyder. A long stop for Michael Walter, who overshot his pits. He had to be pushed back. His car is tight. All they did was add tape to the front end. That should loosen him up just a little bit. Kenny Irwin also had a long stop when he was done with his stop. He had to back out. Kenny Irwin is tight getting in, or uh, but loose coming off. They added one pound to the right rear of air pressure for Kenny Irwin. And the race off pit road looks like it's going to be won by Dale Jarrett's crew. They get him back onto the speedway first. A couple of cars stayed on the racetrack a moment ago. We were looking to see it looked like Terry Labonte and maybe Kyle Petty's machine. They stay out. 
Uh, Jeff Gordon's car behind the wall. We're one lap away from the restart, and let's cover a couple of things here before we go back at it. First, Jim Phillips, Stallenbach's problem. It doesn't look like they got the suspension, just sheet metal, but how that, oh, how that affects it here at Daytona. The right front uh, fender is, was pushed in on the tires, a matter of fact, so that it did cut the tire down, so he got a lucky break that he was able to come back around and get a new tire put on. They're still trying to hammer out the fender right now. And uh, Marty Snyder, a couple of late pit stops in front of you. And they were routine. That was planned. Uh, Terry Labonte and Kyle Petty both uh, pretty far back in the field, struggling early in the race, so they decided to come in uh, one lap after everybody else just to uh, gain those uh, to gain uh, valuable points for Terry Labonte and Kyle Petty, uh, helping him draft a little bit, so they uh, decided to come in one lap after everybody else. And as they get ready to go back to green, this is the way they'll line up. Dale Jarrett will be the leader. Good pit work got him right back out on the racetrack. Mark Martin came off second, then Ward Burton, followed by Dale Earnhardt. Mike Skinner, Bill Elliott will restart six. Rusty Wallace, seventh. Rusty's been a sleeper here today, although his car's been good since they rolled it off the truck about some ten days ago here at Daytona. He currently is in seventh. Joe Nemechek continues to move up. Joe is eighth. Jeff Burton is ninth. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. hangs in there in tenth. And here comes the field off of turn number four for the restart. Pace car at the head of the line in front of Dale Jarrett begins to make the left-hand turn onto pit road. It will be followed down onto the pit lane by one of the cars popping out of line. We'll get an idea on that. It is Kevin LePage coming to pit road as the green flag goes in the air, and we go back at it at lap number 36. Jarrett, Martin, Burton, Ward Burton, that is, and Dale Earnhardt head for turn one. Everybody single file now, breaking up into a couple of packs, two by two. Now let's see a little shuffling going on. Mark Martin riding along in second, sneaks up on Dale Jarrett, pulls right up on his rear deck, looks for a chance to make a move. It's not there. Ward Burton stays in single file. He's in third. Dale Earnhardt in fourth, and Mike Skinner in fifth. Front four cars now trying to break away on the super stretch from the fifth place car of Mike Skinner, and he's got Bill Elliott quickly closing up behind him in turn number three. Just now, three quarters of a lap in on a restart. These engines really getting up the full song, but still no one up to enough power to try and pull out and make a pass. Single file off turn four. Jeff Gordon goes back onto the racetrack at least four laps down and possibly five as the leader comes down the line. Dale Jarrett brings him back one more time, and they are still single file. Not going to stay that way very long. Dale Earnhardt thought about trying to take third place away as he worked his way to the outside of Ward Burton down toward turn one. He'll keep it in line, single file this time, but further back, Bill Elliott has some ideas. He's riding along in the sixth position, right on the rear deck of Mike Skinner. Elliott peeks a nose outside, gets it back in line. Meanwhile, Ward Burton takes a shot at Mark Martin. Martin now starts to move up toward the high side of the racetrack, leaves the flank unguarded toward the inside, and here comes Dale Earnhardt passing Ward Burton for third. He just needed that little opening to make the pass, and it's going to cost Ward because he can't cover the inside before Skinner gets by. He may not cover the inside before Elliott gets by. Elliott trying to get underneath him off of turn four, and all the draft is lined up behind Bill Elliott, so Ward Burton may lose five, six positions before this is over with. Dale Jarrett and Martin across the stripe. Now with Earnhardt third, Skinner fourth, Elliott fifth, Rusty Wallace sixth, and Ward Burton back to seventh. Three wide where Ward Burton rides. He's up on the high side of the banking, and underneath him come Joe Nemechek, and also another car making the move there. That'll be Jeff Burton. He's the one that's going to win this battle. Here comes Dale Jr. making it four wide off turn two. Dale Jr. all the way down to the bottom of the racetrack. Further ahead also, they were side by side. Mark Martin challenging Dale Jarrett for the lead. But now he has to worry about Earnhardt Jr., or 
at least Dale Earnhardt, Mark Martin, has to. As Earnhardt goes high, Martin comes down. Dale Jarrett scoots away with a car length and a half lead. That's the one thing Dale Earnhardt has never lost in all the years he's been in a race car. If he sees an opportunity, he doesn't hesitate. He knows exactly what he wants to do, and he'll he'll do it immediately. He did it right there on Mark Martin, and they are door-to-door heading for turn number one, and that is for second place. Earnhardt has the outside lane, drives in a little bit deeper than Mark Martin does, plus he has drafting help. His partner, Mike Skinner, right up on his rear deck. Mark Martin is all alone down on the inside, but to the rescue comes Rusty Wallace. He now pulls up on the rear deck of Mark Martin down low. Dale Earnhardt's Chevrolet to the outside of Mark Martin's Ford. There's Skinner now stacking up in the outside lane of traffic behind Earnhardt, and Wallace is still there to the low side. And right behind Wallace, he has the man closing into his rear flank, Ward Burton, who has regained his composure after losing all those spots before, and he's driving back to the front. Dale Jarrett is the race leader, but he's got lots of company on the backstretch. He's got Mark Martin running in second behind him. Then they're stacked up double wide from third on back. Four rows deep in turn three. Rusty Wallace trying to close in on second place. Mark Martin and does. But with no one to the outside and they're as low on the track as they can go, they've run out of passing room for the moment. About 15 cars really stacked nose to tail as they work their way off the corner. Another half dozen more within striking distance back there trying to chase down leader Dale Jarrett. Mark Martin just hangs in the draft with him. Scramble this time is going to be for fifth place as they go down to turn number one. Heading over to Joe Moore. Down to the inside of the racetrack. Now comes the car of Tony Stewart trying to make something happen underneath Dale Earnhardt. Those are the first two cars side by side. Further back, you've got Mike Skinner, who's fallen all the way back to about the ninth position, about to lose another spot as Ricky Rudd pulls to his inside. In fact, all kinds of traffic now darting down to the inside lane. Rusty Wallace steps down to the inside from third. Ward Burton goes with him, and Jerry Nadeau is there. Tony Stewart trying to work the low side with drafting help right behind him from Dale Earnhardt Jr. You can put a piece of paper between those two cars the front nine or single file before you get the double file 20 cars in the lead draft as they come back to the start finish line we mentioned jeff gordon back on the racetrack four laps down to the race leader in 43rd spot winston kelly what was the final diagnosis well let's find out directly from robbie loomis the crew chief robbie what did it, what the problem end up being it looks like we broke a fit in there on top of the back of the block uh, one of the oil lines of the oil pressure gauge but uh, just real unfortunate force we're going to hang in there and see what we can get at the end of the day. It was a fitting on the oil line uh, and the oil pressure gauge that broke, caused a little bit of oil to come out, so they do have it repaired, and they're going to dig as hard as they can, get as many points as they can. Maybe something came up off the racetrack, a chunk of rubber from one of the tires, could have been anything, but Jeff Gordon with a fitting broken on uh, the oil system of his car that has dropped him to 43rd, four laps behind leader Dale Jarrett. At the Daytona International Speedway, Dale Jarrett leads the 42nd Daytona 500. The field squeezing to the inside of Kevin LePage's car as they come into the trioval. LePage being put a lap down after a pit stop just before we went back racing a moment ago. Marty Snyder gives us an update on some somewhat extenuating circumstances there for LePage. Yeah, an odd situation. He has uh, doubled up in a pit, which means he and Kyle Petty are using the same pits. Kyle Petty is obviously the other team in that pit, and uh, Kevin had the first right to pit. He pitted on the first time they came by, and when he left the pits, he and Kenny Wallace made contact, putting the fender on Kevin's car on Kevin's right front tire. So they had to come back in, and they when they wanted to come back in, Kyle Petty was making his pit stop. So the only chance they had was to pit as the teams were coming to green flag racing because we only had three laps of caution. So that was kind of an odd situation for Kevin LePage, and it has cost him a lot of time on the racetrack, currently running in 41st position. And as we just mentioned, he has just now gone down a lap. 
Hardest battle on the racetracks going on for eighth place. That's Ricky Rudd, Jerry Nadeau, Joe Nibicek, Mike Skinner, Bobby Labonte, and Jeff Burton are in that pack of traffic over to turn two. All stacked up double wide, marching up the 31-degree banking of turn one. Here in turn two now, Ricky Rudd pulls out in front momentarily. Nadeau, though, battles from the outside and pulls even once again. Again, all of this going on from eighth position on back. Bobby Labonte has been very strong in the outside lane. He's worked his way up into 12th position, but he's got no running room left there. And you know who else has really made improvement? after that last pit stop. Sterling Marlin beginning to claw his way to the front. Now the leader's going around the Wally Dallenbach machine. He stays to the outside trying to get out of everybody's way. Wally Dallenbach's car damaged in that pit road mishap a moment ago that we talked about under the first set of pit stops. Why don't we set the field for you here as we're just past 100 miles. Dale Jarrett's the leader. Mark Martin is second. Rusty Wallace third. Ward Burton fourth and Tony Stewart fifth. Sixth is Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is seventh. Ricky Rudd eighth. Joe Nemechek ninth. And Mike Skinner runs 10th. 11th belongs to Jerry Nadeau. Michael Waltrip is 12th. Bobby Labonte 13th. Sterling Marlin 14th. And Jeff Burton 15th. 16th is Jeremy Mayfield. Ken Schrader is 17th. Chad Little 18th. Johnny Benson 19th. John Andretti is 20th. 21st is Jimmy Spencer. Bill Elliott is 22nd. He's lost a lot of ground here since we went back racing. Want to follow up on that on pit road shortly. 23rd is Bobby Hamilton. 24th, Derek Cope. And Matt Kenseth is 25th. 26th is Kenny Irwin. 27th, Mike Bliss. Elliott Sadler is 28th. Terry Labonte, 29th. And Robbie Gordon, 30th. 31st is Steve Park. Robert Presley is 32nd. Rick Mass, 33rd. Scott Pruitt, 34th. And Ed Barrier is 35th. 36th is Kyle Petty. Kenny Wallace is 37th. Dave Blaney is 38th, Stacy Compton 39th, and Darrell Waltrip is the last car on the lead lap in 40th spot. Kevin LePage one lap down in 41st, Wally Dallin back two laps down in 42nd, Jeff Gordon running five laps down now, make it four, almost five laps down uh, in 43rd position. That's the full field just past 100 miles. And that eight-car breakaway that we saw just a moment ago have continued to run nose to tail and try to pull away from the rest of the field, and all of a sudden now the rest of the field being about seven to ten cars behind them have caught up with that lead pack as they work their way back down toward turn number one. Bobby Labonte is in that mix of cars there. Now they go back to door to door. They may lose some more ground before they get to one. Front ten cars knows the tail from 11th on back. That's where they start stacking up, and that is where you'll find Bobby Labonte. He works the outside lane now, trying to get by Jerry Nadeau, hoping for some drafting help from behind. That is Jeff Burton who comes in to help. They use the outside lane off turn two. Jeff Burton working the 12th position on the super stretch just to the outside of Jerry Nadeau's car. Jeremy Mayfield and Michael Walter also work the outside. It's Nadeau who now gets shuffled out because all of a sudden everybody goes to the outside of Nadeau. Michael Waltrip goes up there. Schrader goes up there. Sterling Marlin and Andretti. Nadeau is going to be in trouble getting back in line. 50 laps complete now. 51 as leader Dale Jarrett crosses the stripe. Let's go back and talk about Bill Elliott for just a minute. He came off of the pit lane just a little while ago up in about 6th or 7th spot. Now he's dropped all the way back to 22nd. Last car in that lead draft. An update from Pit Road. Well, Alan, they uh, got hung out of the draft a little bit and just kind of fell in behind everybody else. Just talked to Mike Ford on the crew. He said the car's okay. It's actually running better behind folks. And a lot of teams, a lot of teams having problems with it being tight when they're running behind others. He just got hung out of the draft and having a little bit of difficulty working his way back to the front. You know, it's amazing here on Thursday in the Gatorade 125s, Alan. Everybody was saying that the it's going to be a, a, a sleepy day Sunday come the Daytona 500 the way they raced. The teams were lobbying some, say, let's change this, let's change that, let's get NASCAR to do this. NASCAR said, no, we're sticking with the rules. All of a sudden, these guys go to work. 
now they're dis- discovering after putting some hard work in the car, changing a few things, race is pretty good. It has been terrific racing so far. At Daytona International Speedway, the 42nd running of the Daytona 500 just passed 125 miles. Dale Jarrett is the race leader. He has led most of the distance. After starting on the pole, he dropped back about four positions in the opening four laps before retaking the lead at lap five. And with the exception of giving it up for one lap on an exchange of caution flag pit stops, he has held it for the balance of the day. The field heads now for turn one. Front six cars are single file coming back into the bank. He gets stacked up double wide from seventh on back. Dale Earnhardt Jr. putting a lap on Jeff Gordon's car. You've also got the machines of Mike Skinner. He drops down trying to make a move on Michael Walter, but is blocked in the process. Also, Bobby Labonte now is caught down to the inside. Everyone else stacking up against Labonte in the outside lane. He loses two positions. But Bobby's happy right now to be within shouting distance of the race leader because before that pit stop of moments ago, he was languishing far behind. He's up now looking at knocking on the door of the top ten. Bobby's car, not all that good until they went on pit road. Now it's getting a little bit better. We were watching the last five or six laps around. He had gained some positions. Ricky Rudd also has been struggling since he got shuffled back and now Ricky beginning to work his way back to the front. He had fallen pretty far back uh, earlier and Ricky is back up to 13th position as they go over to turn two. He's about to be overtaken though, Barney. Ken Schrader drives to the outside of Rudd coming into turn number one, pulls up alongside the challenge. They race side by side off turn two. Advantage to Schrader as they hit the super stretch. And that going on back around the 14th position. Further ahead, they're side by side for the eighth spot. Joe Nemechek diving down inside of Dale Earnhardt Jr. He makes the pass. Jeff Burton makes the pass. They also go to the inside while Bobby Labonte challenges Earnhardt Jr. to the high side to the pass on the Budweiser car in both directions. Into the trioval. The leaders come now as the uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. machine continues to be kind of hung out there. Bobby Labonte, Michael Waltrip, Jerry Nadeau will all go by. Maybe Ken Schrader too as Dale Jr. is left with no drafting help down on the bottom side of the corner. Falls all the way back to the 14th position before there's an opening and a chance to get back in line and he'd better do it quickly because there's another six cars just behind trying to close in. Here's Earnhardt Jr. He'll hook onto the draft as Ken Schrader as they hit the super stretch. Earnhardt Jr. in the 13th position behind him. Ricky Rudd rides in 14th. Rudd feeling a challenge there. Jeremy Mayfield starts to move out of line, but quickly gets back in. Jeremy's in 15th. Andretti in 16th. 17th spot now is Skinner. He'll pull to the inside of Johnny Benson, who's in 18th. Chad Little runs in 19th. Then you've got to drop back eight car lanes further to 20th place, Jimmy Spencer. They have just put 60 laps on the scoreboard in the Daytona 500. Dale Jarrett takes them back to turn number one. And for the moment, the race has settled down a little bit. And a Ford Taurus pacing this field gives us occasion to speak to Jim O'Connor, the president of Ford Division, with a big smile on his face, no doubt, over the race so far. 25% down. We look like pretty strong out there. It's been a good year for the automobile business in general, and in particular, as I read some of the headlines, Ford has had a terrific year as well. Well, we had a record year last year. We want to thank all the dealers and, and certainly all of our employees. Just a tremendous, tremendous effort last year. Ford, so involved in NASCAR racing, has been obviously for quite some time. What happens here that helps you sell cars? Win on uh, Sunday, sell on Monday. Still you know, applies? No question about it. Parts and cars. Really? Now, as and far cars. as getting your dealers and their customers involved in your racing program, I know it's a big focus of Ford. How do you go about doing that? Well, what I'm really pleased with is the dealers have really gotten behind not only your channel, uh, your show, but uh, all of NASCAR racing. And, you know, this is really important, especially in this region. Ford Motor Company uh, continuing to have good success on the racetrack as well. The new 2000 Taurus has been an important step, I think, for you folks in trying to get that developed and up to speed and 
Can't have any qualms about it so far. Well, you know, raising the roof a little bit and uh, big, making the truck a little bit better, it uh, gives you more downdraft to the front, redesign. Uh, customers are liking it. NASCAR likes it. Mr. O'Connor, we appreciate your being part of NASCAR Racing and coming by and visiting with us here during the Daytona 500. Nice to be on your show. Jim O'Connor, president of Ford Division, with us at the Daytona 500 watching Dale Jarrett in the Quality Care Ford pace this great American race as he has been for much of the day. And Jim has a lot to smile about because Dale Jarrett has been running extremely strong as they continue to chase him back toward turn number one. And Joe Moore, as they come down to you, nobody's even put a serious challenge on him in the last 25 laps. No, among the front four or five cars, no one stepped out of line. The only guy that's really bouncing around trying different lanes is Dale Earnhardt. He's back in line in the sixth spot. Every now and then he'll drop out of the pocket, try to take a shot at somebody. Right now, looking at Tony Stewart, but not able to do anything with him. Front eight cars now go single file. Further back in the field, Michael Waltrip has made his way up to ninth, pulling Jerry Nadeau with him. Bobby Labonte drops back to 11th. Up front, here goes Earnhardt again. Snuck a little bit of a peek to the outside of Tony Stewart. Nothing there. Gets back in line ahead of the left machine of Jeff Gordon. Further back, three wide, scary second there. Chad Little has he, along with Andretti and Mayfield, almost got together. And that Jeff Gordon lap car sneaking in behind Dale Earnhardt may become his secret weapon to help push toward the front. Let's see if Gordon can get his old rival a boost here in the next several laps. Right now, Gordon running some five laps down to the race leader in 43rd position after an oil leak of earlier on. And Dale Earnhardt running in sixth behind Dale Jarrett, Mark Martin, Rusty Wallace, Ward Burton, and Tony Stewart. A change at the back end of the top five as we come back to the Daytona 500. Dale Earnhardt a lap ago, drafting by Tony Stewart to take the fifth position. Kicking Stewart back the sixth, just in front of Michael Waltrip, who runs seventh. It is still, though, Dale Jarrett, who is at the head of the line, continuing to tow this field around. Jarrett's car damaged in a final practice crash last night, completely repaired, obviously expertly so, by the Robert Yates Racing Team into the night last night and in the wee hours of the morning this morning when the garage was opened at 5 a.m. Winston Kelly is around the Winston Cup Championship team's pit now to give us an update on their race so far. Well, Todd Ferris, the crew chief, just now leaning over, talking to the car owner, Robert Yates, about how the race is going. They've been calling out lap times to Dale the whole time, still talking a little bit uh, of strategy, see if we can get Todd's ease down here. Todd, looks like you guys, you had a long night, but looks like you got it back together like it was. Yeah, you know, uh, all that hard work pays off in this sport. That's one thing I've learned through the years is uh, if you work hard for something um, and you know what you're doing, uh, you can reach that goal. And uh, the guys did a great job. You know, NASCAR worked with us last night. Um, paint was still wet on the front end on it when he uh, left the line there. And hoping the decals wouldn't go flying off. So far, everything looks good. And... Um, just logging laps. Has DJ said has DJ said anything about the handling of the car? It's pretty good right there. I mean, he said I was nervous wreck start the race, and um, asked him after about five laps. He said everything's good. That hard work has paid off. They've done a great job. That's why they were Winston Cup champions last year out front thus far in the Daytona 500. Looking awful good right now. Mark Martin and Rusty Wallace just want to hang with him. Neither one, as we said, has put an effort to get around him. For the moment, they're content to draft what may be the fastest car on the racetrack. A moment ago, we talked about Dale Earnhardt moving up as they cross the start-finish line. We're looking to see where Dale is running. He currently is up there in fifth place. That's where he's been for the last few laps around. Had a little drafting help a time or two. And Jim Phillips is down in Dale's pit. And he's conferring with Richard Childers right now. They're talking about uh, what they're going to do on their next pit stop. Uh, they've made a lot of changes since Thursday uh, to this race car. And let's uh, get Kevin down here and talk to him. 
Kevin, you weren't too pleased on Thursday. It's obvious you made some changes, and they look like they've worked. No, we weren't real pleased. We got kind of embarrassed. Uh, the GM Goodrich Service Plus Monte Carlo is, is a new car to us, and we were still learning NASCAR's new spring and shock rule. The guy's done a really good job. They've dug real hard and just kept working on this thing, and we've got it a little bit better today. We're nowhere near where we want to be, but uh, obviously he's got a little bit better car. It looks like it on the racetrack, guys. He, he does have a lot better car than he had Thursday, and don't ever count him out. Dale Earnhardt started this race in 21st position, and he runs in 5th right now at 70 laps. Bobby Hamilton's car has just made the hard left turn into the garage area. So the former Daytona 500 winning team, the Morgan McClure Racing Team, the Kodak-sponsored effort there, not going to be in victory lane today. Hamilton coasting into the garage and a follow-up report coming from there shortly, but not a good speed week there for the Nashville, Tennessee driver, Bobby Hamilton. Yeah, they've had uh, they've kind of struggled a little bit down here. Thought they had everything worked out, but we'll find out whatever their problem was that has sent them to the garage here in just a moment. Let's talk about another driver that's having a great run here also. Seems like uh, for the last... Uh, two out of the last three seasons coming to Daytona. Michael Waltrip has shined quite a bit in the 500. He's doing a good job here today. He's been up as high as about fourth there a few minutes ago, but right now Michael has fallen back to ninth, but still very much at the front of the field in that lead draft. Let's see if we can get a word out of his pit. I believe Marty Snyder is there. Well, and Marty, they're having a whale of a run. What happened? Michael, a little bit earlier, overshot his pits, and that's where he lost all that ground, and he's made his way back to the front. And that last run, Michael radioed, or actually Bobby Kennedy, the crew chief, radioed in and said, Michael, this is the closest we've been to the 88 all week long. Michael said the car is great, and he's been patient making his way back to the front. He just radioed to the crew. It's got a little bit of a push right now, so they're going to try and clean the grill and try and help him out just a little bit, loosen up uh, Michael Walter, but he has a great race car. And it's great to see him running like that today after what happened to him yesterday. If you were not with us in the NASCAR Bush Series event here at Daytona yesterday, Michael went for a scary eight-flip tumble exiting the trioval upside down the car vaulting end over end but he climbed from the machine was just fine in fact what less than an hour after the accident he was one of the first ones onto the racetrack for nascar winston cup series final practice yesterday getting this machine ready for the great american race change for positions jeff burton and joe nemechek drafting around tony stewart so burton up to sixth position nemechek to seventh stewart back to eighth just ahead of michael waltrip who runs ninth and jerry nadu who rounds out the top ten suddenly some attrition in the Great American Race, Bobby Hamilton went to the garage a moment ago. Mike Bliss's car creeping slowly on the apron of the racetrack, trying to get back around to pit road. Let's go into the garage to Marty Snyder. Well, it's been a long speed week for Bobby Hamilton, and it ends early in the Daytona 500. What puts you out, Bobby? I broke a motor. And that's it. Broke a motor. <laughs> All right, a blown engine for Bobby Hamilton. He is done for the day. Sound like a man of few words like Jake Elder used to be. Blowed up. We're done. And did not sound like a happy broken motor either. Never can be when you're here at Daytona and you spend so long preparing for this one race and you're out shy of the halfway point. Not a good feeling. And certainly Hamilton and the Kodak team disappointed here at Speed Weeks 2000. Well, Mike Bliss is on pit road. They are changing tires on the machine, so apparently whatever the problem is is not under the hood, but we'll get an update there momentarily. First, here come the leaders across the stripe. And i tell you what, Barn, Jeff Burton and Joe Nemechek working together in that draft, beginning to close in on the front three or four. That's about the only way you're going to do it is really form up in a tight draft and just stay in line as much as you can and chase them down. It's working a little bit better for them than it was eight or ten laps ago as they all go over to turn two. They're up to the fifth and sixth positions now with Burton in fifth, Nemechek in sixth, and they are closing in on the car just ahead of them. Ward Burton. 
Burton's Ford, Jeff Burton's Ford, and also Joe Nemechek Chevrolet continue to ride nose to tail, trying to chase down the leaders. And before long, Dale Earnhardt's going to be there. So too, Tony Stewart, Michael Waltrip. They're tied tightly together on the low side of the racetrack. They'll be part of that lead draft within another three or four laps. It's really hard to tell how good Dale's car is, Earnhardt, now. He's been able to chase down and pick up as many as eight and nine positions a couple of times in the early going here this afternoon. For the moment, he finds himself running back there behind that lead draft. Well, not that far behind, back in seventh place, but he certainly got him in sight. And maybe he's kind of just going to cool it a little bit because we've got an awful lot of race left. Just 78 laps of the 200 are on the scoreboard, so there's no point in wearing that car out at this stage of the game. You know, the other thing, though, might be pushing hard to get some positions like he was earlier. He might have put a little bit of a hurting on that right front tire. When they talk about a car being tight, if you're new to NASCAR, that means that the car wants to go up the racetrack instead of make the left-hand cut like you want it to when you get in the corner. And if the car is pushing, it is putting more pressure on the right front tire than you want it to. So if Earnhardt's got that push condition in his machine and he's been pressing hard to try and get up there and race with the leaders, he might have overheated that right front tire just a little bit and kind of needs to ease off and let it cool some before he can go back after it pretty hard again, kind of to help get the push out of the car by letting that tire cool off a little bit. Yeah, anytime, anytime you're not working in the corner, whether it's short track or big track, and the chassis is not working, you're going to be a little harder on the tires, whether it be the right front, left rear, whatever. Marty seems to be a problem for Mark Martin. He has just dropped out of the draft here, exiting turn number two and gone down to the inside lane. Everybody is blowing by the Valvoline Ford. Second place car in trouble on the back straightaway. Mark Martin down to the inside at the 200-mile mark. Mike Bliss got tires on pit road, went back onto the racetrack. We'll follow up there in a minute. First, we watch Mark Martin, he is still up on the banking and under power coming off turn four and will come to the pit lane here at lap number 80. So 200 miles into the Daytona 500, Mark Martin in some trouble as he woes down to the pit road speed limit and begins to work his way down toward the crew. This is nine laps shy of where we expect to see the next round of green flag pit stops begin. Let's cover the Mark Martin stop to Winston Kelly. Well, Martin now coming to a stop on pit road. The crew going to work on the right side of the car. Going to try to get in here and get a comment from Jimmy Fenning in just a moment to see what the problem is on the car. Mark Martin's crew now wheeling around to the left side of the car. A four-tire stop looks like the left rear tire is blistered. We'll talk to Jimmy Fenning in just a moment. Didn't see any smoke or anything out of the car. Didn't appear to be. Just dropped off the pace a little bit over there in front of Joe Moore. But he has made his pit stop, and they have changed the tires, sent him back onto the racetrack and dumped in a can of 76 fuel. So Mark is ready to go. We'll follow up with Winston Kelly in just a moment. A blistered tire is one that has had a lot of heat, and uh, the the material literally begins to blister. Some of the uh, uh, material that the tire is made of starts to separate a little bit, I guess is the best way that I could explain a blistered tire. Just what you picture, blisters forming on it, and then the rubber where the blister forms kind of chunks away. Let's go back down to pit road and get a follow-up there. Winston? That's exactly what it was, except it was the right rear tire, and it's just kind of chunked up at different spots. Jimmy Fanning just telling Mark, the right rear had come apart, so there were blisters on it, just like you might picture on your skin, where it's just portions of the tire, the outer layer of the tire, have been peeled off. The problem on the Mike Bliss car, he ran it out of fuel. They don't know if they didn't get it full the last time or if they've got a fuel pickup problem. Now Bliss is back on the speedway. Mark is back on the speedway. He has fallen all the way back to 37th position, but he's still got plenty of time to get himself back up there. We're very early in the day, Tona 500. Just 82 laps are complete. Dale Jarrett, Rusty Wallace, Ward Burton, Jeff Burton, Tony Stewart. That's your top five. Back at Daytona, 
85 laps into the 200-lap distance in the 42nd Daytona 500. Dale Jarrett is the race leader. He has been basically since lap number five. He's got Rusty Wallace right on his bumper, Ward Burton, Jeff Burton, and Tony Stewart making up the rest of the top five and the rest of the 10-car lead draft. Michael Waltrip, Bobby Labonte, Dale Earnhardt, Jerry Nadeau, and Joni Macek. Here comes the first of green flag pit stops scheduled by the leaders as Ward Burton, the third-place car, breaks out of the pack, comes to the pit lane all by himself. No drafting help here for Burton once he gets back up to speed on the racetrack because he's all alone coming in for service here. This is lap number 86. Let's cover the stop. Caterpillar Pontiac crew going to work first on the right side. A very smooth stop for Ward Burton. The crew led by Steve Spar, jacking the car up on the right side. Tommy Wallace and Tommy Baldwin Jr. changing the tires. Now they wheel around to the left side of the car. Steve Gerald puts in the 76 racing fuel. And on the left side of the car, a routine four-tire stop. The car's been very smooth all day. A good stop, 17.72 seconds. Just a little bit of an air pressure adjustment. Derek Cope is on pit road. Robert Presley brings his machine in along with Rick Mast and Dave Blaney as these will be scheduled pit stops. We're looking for the lead pack to see if any of them are going to duck in. They do not this time as they head back off to turn number one. So they're going to stay out there and stretch it probably to just about where we predicted they'd come in about lap 89, 88, somewhere along there. Let's go back and update Joe Mora couple of laps ago, a few now, a little incident up in turn one and two resulted in some damage to the Dale Earnhardt car. Dale's been taking some different routes through turns one and two. He's called attention earlier today to the fact he's been going up to the high side of the banking, sometimes squeezing down low. One of the times, about three or four laps ago, he came off the top side of the racetrack, came down and slowed suddenly. Joe Nemechek was right on his bumper and plowed into Earnhardt. There is some damage on the rear of Earnhardt Chevrolet, but it does not seem to be affecting the car. He's now running in about the eighth spot. Nemechek also seems to be doing okay. He's now in the tenth position. Sometimes it'll make a big difference, though. Just a little nick in that sheet metal can change the whole handling package on your car. We'll see how it all plays out. Again, the leaders go across the start-finish line and head back off into turn number one and will not come to pit road. Uh, at least this time around, right now, making another pit stop here or making a pit stop is Ken Schrader and Jeremy Mayfield as these are scheduled stops for these two cars. Let's cover the stop. The Pontiac of Ken Schrader moves to a smooth stop. Just in front of him is Jeremy Mayfield in his mobile one Ford. The crew on Schrader's car moving around to the left side. It's going to be a four-tire stop on both of them. No, it looks like it's going to be a two-tire stop only for Jeremy Mayfield. A little bit of tape on the front of the car. Ken Schrader down and away, 18.96 seconds. And now Jeremy Mayfield is being held for a penalty. Mayfield being held there, I believe, for speeding coming into pit road. Here come some more of the race leaders in. Michael Waltrip, Dale Earnhardt, Jerry Nadeau, and the Jeff Gordon car, who's several laps down. Mike Skinner, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Johnny Benson, Bill Elliott, John Andretti, and Ricky Rudd. All coming to pit lane here at lap number 89. Expect the leader, Dale Jarrett, in one more time around. Let's go to Jim Phillips. Here is Dale Earnhardt coming to a stop in the Goodrich Chevrolet. They're going to work on the right side. This is going to be routine except... They're going to put a little bit more tape on the front of the car because Dale Earnhardt has radioed to his crew that the car is beginning to run tight like he did on Thursday. Would not turn at the bottom or top of the racetrack like he wants it to. And they're putting a little piece of tape down. They're holding him up a little bit. And it's going to be a pretty long stop, uh, about 20 seconds on the stop for Earnhardt. Winston Kelly. 
Four tires in fill for the Budweiser Chevy of Dale Earnhardt Jr. He eases out just in front of Mike Skinner. Exactly how they came in. Bill Elliott, four tires in fuel just in front of Ricky Rudd. Both of those four tires in fuel. Robbie Gordon on pit road has more cars in front of Marty Snyder. A much better stop that time for Michael Waltrip. He came in 18.2 seconds. They made a little air pressure adjustment. He was still pushing. They cleaned the grill for Michael Waltrip as well. Joe Nemechek is in. The damage to the front of his Oakwood home Chevrolet is minimal compared to the damage of Earnhardt's car. He has a little dent, but it's not going to hurt him too bad, although there is a hole in the front air dam. That will hurt Joe Nemechek. 18.5 seconds on the stop for Joe Nemechek. Keeping an eyeball on the leader, Dale Jarrett. He slows and stays to the inside off of turn four. Jarrett, Rusty Wallace, Tony Stewart, Bobby Labonte. They will all come to pit road as well as Jeff Burton together here. This as they complete lap number 91. So Jarrett is in. Here comes Wallace in right behind him. Let's cover the race leader's stop now. Back to Winston Kelly. Dale Jarrett now comes to a smooth stop. Just one pit stall ahead of Rusty Wallace. A few pit stalls ahead. The Gibbs duo, the Pontiacs of Tony Stewart and Bobby Labonte. Labonte in front of Stewart. Now the crew swinging around to the left side of the Dale Jarrett car. Same thing for Rusty Wallace. It's four tires and fuel. No visible chassis adjustment as Dale Jarrett's car down and away. 16.19 seconds. That crew that came over from Jeff Gordon got the job done. He gets out significantly ahead of Rusty Wallace. Then Bobby Labonte, Tony Stewart out next. Is that to push him off? Trouble on Jeff Burton's car in front of Jim Phillips. The car would not fire. He and Tony Stewart has collected a tire down here on pit road. Didn't see any damage on his car. And Burton, he dodges the tire as he goes out of the pits. But Burton stalled his machine on the pit lane. They had to push it. Cost him about five seconds. These stops are coming under green flag conditions, so it is going to cost him a lot of spots on the racetrack as he had to swerve to avoid that tire down there, in addition to having the car stalled on pit road. Chad Little will make a late stop, and Darrell Waltrip now brings his car to pit road, and I believe that'll just about give us everybody. And Tony Stewart hitting that tire when he left has caved in the front air dam on his machine. That will here at Daytona greatly affect the car's handling. We'll have to see whether Stewart's able to stay out or if he's going to have to come back in for another stop for repairs. Looking for the cycle of leaders, Chad Little has led two laps now by staying on the racetrack a little bit later than everyone. And Mark Martin has not pitted, so he is going to come out just ahead of Dale Jarrett after the cycle of stops. If Martin can get a caution before he has to stop and pit again, that's going to be a huge break for him because he's on the lead lap for the moment and running right with Dale Jarrett. In fact, Martin will take over the lead when they come back around. Now he's going to be hoping for that yellow flag before he needs to make his next visit to the pit lane. Just past 300 miles in the 42nd running of the Daytona 500 here at the Daytona International Speedway. Mark Martin is the race leader over Dale Jarrett. Rusty Wallace and Bobby Labonte are third and fourth, about an even second behind Martin with Dale Earnhardt running in fifth, about two and a half seconds behind the race leader. The rest of the top ten are Jeff Burton, Michael Waltrip, Tony Stewart, Ward Burton, and Mike Skinner. Skinner heading up kind of the third pack of cars that is running some 13 seconds behind leader Mark Martin. Mark's still looking for that caution flag. Remember now, we've talked a couple of times about he pitted with a cut tire. He is out of sequence with everybody else on their pit stops, and he's going to need a caution if he's going to be able to get in there and uh, get back on track, so to speak. Otherwise, he's going to have to pit a whole lot earlier than everybody else. That's Dale Jarrett probably is on Dale's mind. I'm sure he's very aware of the situation there. And for the moment, he's been close enough to put a move on him for the last 25 or 30 laps around, but he just wants to stay right there 
in Martin's draft and right around this racetrack. And the other thing is that he doesn't really have any drafting help. The two cars that are right behind Dale Jarrett are lapped cars and are not tucked right tightly up on his bumper. Now, he may, Joe Moore, get some drafting help in just a little while. Yeah, a couple of cars beginning to close in on him. You've got Elliott Sadler, who they just lapped a little while ago. Scott Pruitt is back there. And the second-place car, Rusty Wallace, he's starting to close in on the front, too. Here's Wallace now working the back straightaway. He just continues to ride along in line for now, and he's got Bobby Labonte, a couple of car lengths behind him in fourth. And actually, Rusty may be one of the stronger cars on the racetrack because a bit ago, he was running with that second pack of traffic, and he broke free and chased down the lead machine. So, of anybody out there who's been quietly getting the job done, we might need to keep an eye on Rusty Wallace. That's probably true because Rusty has what time I've talked to him down here, and I'm sure you've done the same thing. It's about as optimistic as he has been in a long, long time that he could actually win the Daytona 500. It has been a big turnaround in here at Daytona and at Talladega for Rusty Wallace. After no top ten finishes for seven years, he's finished fifth and eighth in the 500 the last two years. It had been a long dry spell. Wallace running in third right now and closing on the top two, hoping for uh, a chance to get up there and dice it out for the win here and still plenty of time to go. Mark Martin will have to pit 11 laps shy of when Dale Jarrett will. He is hoping for a good break, maybe a caution flag here that will allow him to get back in sync with the rest of the race leaders as we get down to the final miles of this Daytona 500. And on the subject of brakes, let's talk to Kevin Judge, the vice president of marketing for Dana Brake and Chassis. Kevin, good to see you back here uh, in 2000 with MRN Radio with the Ray Bestis Break of the Race Award. And, heck, Mark gets that caution flag. We might just give it to him. Well, it's very exciting, and, uh, of course, we always look for the positive break of the race award, but also our rookies aren't doing too uh, too bad either. I noticed the junior's up in, uh, looks like, 11th. So, uh, you know, we've got a great rookie cra- class out there, and we're really excited about that program. Let's talk about the Ray Bestis Rookie of the Year class for just a minute. You've got eight guys signed up for the program this year. That might be one of the largest ever. Well, it is, and it's the largest ever since Ray Bestis has been doing it, but we also put a little bit more money out there, so we doubled the pot this year, so... is going to go to the winner, and they're very excited about that. Looking at uh, some of the different cars that your team has uh, associated with and has been associated with over the years, I know you folks at Robert Yates Racing have been friends and partners for a long time, and you've got to be thrilled with Dale Jarrett and Ricky Rudd's front row sweep here this week at Daytona. Well, it is very exciting to have Ricky representing the 28 car and Ray Bestison. We also have a relationship with Kenny Irwin, and uh, we wish the 42 team the very best. The... Ray Bestis brand is on an officially licensed NASCAR aftermarket part. Folks may not be familiar with. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, we've uh, this is our fifth year of that relationship with NASCAR. We have our official brakes of NASCAR, which is our PG Plus, and then we have our licensed product, which is our disc brake pads and our disc rotors. And those are really geared for the performance people or the people that are sitting here today or driving home in their cars listening to us right now. Kevin, as always, we appreciate Ray Bestis' support of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series and a Motor Racing Network, and we look forward to seeing you again throughout the 2000 season. Well, Alan and Barney wish you guys the very best this year and the best to all of our listeners. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin Judge, Vice President of Marketing for Dana Brink and Chassis Division, here with us at the Daytona 500 today. Been watching a pretty good scramble back there a moment ago. Eli Gold kind of pointed it out to us on the racetrack from where Ricky Rudd is running. Ricky has been back there in 18th position. It's settled down just a little bit now, Eli, but a moment ago there was about eight cars really getting with the program there. Right, Spencer and Matt Kenseth and Jerry Nadeau and Terry Labonte all starting to rumble just a little bit. You know, it's middle of the race, but it's also close enough to the finish. 129 of 200 laps. 
for guys to start getting A, a little antsy, and B, to find out exactly what they've got and who's got what around them. So they're starting to make a few moves, and that was a pretty spirited battle. Of course, Jimmy Spencer in the midst of it. Anytime Jimmy's there, it's going to be spirited, as we know. Yeah, we were going to say a little bit earlier, Spencer hadn't made any noise all day long. He's been up in a couple of packs of traffic, but uh, Jimmy told me late yesterday afternoon, he said, I think we've got a car good enough to stay up in that lead draft and have a shot at least for a top 10 finish. But so far, the way things have worked out on pit stops and everything else and getting shuffled around in the draft, hadn't been able to get up there. We're about five laps away from the point at which we expect to see Mark Martin come back down the pit lane again for a second stop. We'll take a commercial break here and keep an eye on the race leader situation in the 42nd Daytona 500. Caution. On the speedway in the Daytona 500 at lap 132, a problem on the racetrack for Joe Nemechek. It looks like he might have had something come out from underneath the hood of the Oakwood Holmes machine up in turns one and two. He is on the apron of the racetrack in turn three, coasting back around toward the pit area, and we see the yellow flag for the second time in the Daytona 500, and that may be the break that Mark Martin needed to stay in sync and have a shot at winning this race. The leaders are on pit road under the caution. Winston Kelly. Mark Martin directly behind him. Bobby Labonte, then Tony Stewart, then Mike Skinner. A break in the pit stalls. And then Dale Jarrett, Rusty Wallace. All these cars getting four tires in fuel. Ward Burton on pit road. Here comes Ricky Rudd a little bit further back. The, pits, the caution flag he needed. Dale Jarrett is down and away. Will he beat Mark Martin? No, Martin will slide out just in front of Jarrett. Then Bobby Labonte, Rusty Wallace, and Ward Burton. Now to Jim Phillips. Dale Earnhardt is in. He's got four tires. He's come back out of his pit stall right now. Right behind him was uh, Jeff Burton. His car was running loose. Matt Kenseth to the end. Robert Presley. Derek Cope in. Also, we've got uh, other cars down in front of Marty Snyder. Michael Waltrip came in. His car was a little bit tight. They added some tape to the front of the grill. They think they can get more horsepower out of it. If they do that, they have not running hot, so they decided to add some tape to the grill. That will also loosen him up just a little bit. And a nice stop, 18.4 seconds for Michael Waltrip. And the race off pit road is going to be won by Mark Martin again as he gets back out. In fact, the top three, the way they came in, they go out running the same way. It'll be Mark Martin, Dale Jarrett, and Bobby Labonte. So that is the way they come off the pit lane here after the stops under the caution flag. Joe Nemechek's machine has been pushed back to the garage. We will try and get an update there very shortly. Under the caution only for the second time in the Daytona 500. The first one came out when Jeff Gordon sprung an oil leak back earlier at lap number 33. Now 100 laps later, nearly 250 miles later. It is the uh, Joe Nemechek machine with some sort of a problem up in turn two that dropped some liquid on the track and has put the yellow flag out for the second time. Before we get the restart, into the garage to Marty Snyder. And Joe Nemechek, yes, done for the day. What puts you out, Joe? Well, it's just a tough day for the whole Oakwood team. Uh, you know, Andy Petrie, we had a great car down here, and, you know, we had the best Chevy there for a long time. And before one of those pit stops, you know, Earnhardt, we were racing there pretty hard, and he slid up in front of me and couldn't get stopped, and... Ran in the back of them, damaged the nose, and we started overheating a little bit, and then something broke in the motor. And that's Joe Nemechek, and we're back to green on the racetrack. Our day for Joe Nemechek. Green flag goes back in the air. Mark Martin, the leader. Dale Jarrett rides right behind him. A lot of lap traffic now to the inside. Double file. They go to the corner, but the fast cars are in the outside groove in turn one. Mark is able to break away by a couple of car lengths. Now DJ starts to come up to speed. He begins to get away from Steve Park. That's the first of the lap cars occupying the inside lane. Further back, you've got Jeff Burton. He rides along in third. Rusty Wallace fourth, and Ward Burton now in the fifth spot. Dale Jarrett in the second position, still rest. 
wrestling with the lap car of Steve Park. Park is stubborn down to the inside lane. Jarrett has Jeff Burton and Rusty Wallace all lining up behind him. Of course, Park does have drafting help from Jeff Gordon right behind him. Dave Blaney likewise, so he's going to stay there and try and get his lap back. So Martin and Jarrett have to battle his outside off the corner. Let's update Bobby Labonte. After the pit stop, he came back down pit road. After the penalty pit stop, he came back down the pit lane and topped off the fuel. He restarted 25th with 63 laps to go. Can he make that fuel stretch to the finish? We'll be following up on that story over the next short while. The leaders are in one. Front five cars have gone away from the lapped machines now, getting some clear sailing out front. Now the sixth-place machine of Dale Earnhardt goes to the high side of the banking, making the pass on the lapped car of Steve Park. They're off on turn two. Dale Earnhardt and Mike Skinner both up in the outside lane, along with Tony Stewart, all trying to draft by the slower traffic to the inside in turn three. They're working their way up the banking now. Everybody looking inside goes. Skinner. He'll bypass Earnhardt. Seeing the opening, Tony Stewart goes downstairs as well as the leaders are single file off the turn. 27 cars are still on the lead lap for the Daytona 500. 139 laps of the 200 about to go on the scoreboard. Mark Martin, quick pit work, got him back out again in front of Dale Jarrett. And this time, if they do go the distance, should anybody be able to go the distance, you can't afford to get shook out of that lead draft. They go back to turn two. All single file up front. Some shuffling going on further back, though. Jeremy Mayfield nearly makes contact with Ed Barrier. Barrier nearly hits the outside retaining wall. They all come out going in the right direction off two. First eight cars all going single file now in the lead draft, working down the super stretch. Everyone chasing after Mark Martin. They go single file to the corner. Nobody making a move this time. And, of course, with fresh tires, the handling is as perfect now as it will be at any time throughout the course of the day. The front eight, then the couple of lap machines make it ten in a row, single file. Down into the trioval area with Mark Martin towing the field behind him. Jarrett, Burton, Wallace, then the other Burton, Ward. Everybody still single file. In fact, the first uh, side-by-side racing is going to be back about uh, ninth and 10th in line. That is where Johnny Benson goes to the high side of the banking. Jeff Gordon's lap car down low. And Kevin LePage up to the high side. They're holding up Michael Waltrip, who wants to catch the front end of the field. They work their way off turn two now. Three wide in places back near the rear. Again, all this going on from 10th position on back. Here's Johnny Benson in the 10th spot. Michael Waltrip takes a look to the outside of Benson in the corner. At the same time, Earnhardt Jr. goes even as close to the grass as possible to try and make a move around the slower machine. He's picking his way back towards the front as Michael Waltrip is back down to the low side of the track off the corner. And some of those real strong cars that are boxed up in traffic back there having to work with a lap car, switching inside, outside, going to the high groove, low groove, just can't make any ground right now. Michael Waltrip's one of those. Michael getting a little frustrated as he heads off to turn one. Michael finally shakes himself free of some of that lap traffic. It's a little bit of clearer sailing. He's now in the line of cars that's running single file. A back of out of the 11th position in line. Further back, you've got other machines wanting to get up there, including Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Dave Blaney. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. Again, he thought about stacking them up three wide. Shuffles out double wide on the back straightaway. Earnhardt Jr. racing inside of Mayfield. He's going to have to hustle to stay there, but he's got some horses. Earnhardt Jr. pulls up to the inside of Stacy Compton's lap machine. He is pulled away from Bill Elliott just a bit and works to the front. Front eight cars have broken away from the rest of the pack. Kind of amazed Tony Stewart's been able to run as well as he has after pushing that tire down pit road earlier. On a stop, he hooked a tire from his teammate Bobby Labonte's pit, caved in the front nose a little bit on his Pontiac, but Joe, he has not shown any worse for wear. Hanging right in there in that lead draft, now in the eighth position. That's where Tony Stewart rides, on the rear deck of Dale Earnhardt. Further back, still two-by-two racing, with a lot of guys trying to clear themselves of traffic. 
like Ricky Rudd. He was hoping a caution would put him closer to the front. He's buried behind a heavy traffic. One of the drivers who's worked his way out of that heavy pack is Johnny Benson. His white Pontiac now climbing up toward the ninth position. Ricky Rudd says, let's see if I can go with Bobby Labonte. He'll follow Bobby down low on the racetrack with help from the rear flank from Jimmy Spencer. They're about 25th or 28th car back, but still trying to make a move. Bill Elliott's back in that pack also. Bill has had a frustrating day. Took off and ran pretty good in the beginning. Got mixed up in a couple of shuffles there. Fell back, and now he is back in 15th position. He's had a couple of other problems also, but he's hanging in there too as they all go back to turn one. Elliott works the low side of the racetrack now, tries to pick up some ground, but again buried behind the heavy traffic, just no place to go. This is where you really have to be patient. Earnhardt Jr. not being very patient. He dives down low, going after John Andretti. Earnhardt Jr. goes low. He takes a look toward the apron of the backstretch. Nothing there. He gets back up toward the high side now and races inside of John Andretti. 57 laps to go. Earnhardt stays low now as he works himself off the low side of the racetrack. Up front, Earnhardt Jr. also trying to make a move there. A lot of guys trying to pick and choose the inside and outside lane if they can. That would be Dale Earnhardt making a move underneath Mike Skinner for the sixth position. He gets it. Tony Stewart and Johnny Benson try to follow him through. There are 56 laps to go. In the Daytona 500, Mark Martin is the race leader. At the Daytona International Speedway, the Daytona 500 to its final 53 laps now. We work toward the 400-mile mark with Mark Martin in the race lead. Not with us earlier, Mark blistered a right rear tire, had to make an early pit stop back at lap number 80. The caution stayed away until the rest of the leaders had cycled through their stops, allowing Mark to get back in sync, not only to get in sync, but to take the lead at the end of the cycle of those pit stops. He's got Dale Jarrett, Jeff Burton, Rusty Wallace, and Ward Burton right on his bumper. Also, Dale Earnhardt, Tony Stewart, Mike Skinner, and Johnny Benson. That is the lead draft. Nine cars strong now. With the rest of the pack, about five car lengths further back from there. I'll tell you what, there's some hard racing going on from Michael Waltrip on back, and Michael is the 11th place car. He's got his hands full with Chad Little, Earnhardt Jr., Bobby Labonte, Ricky Rudd, and Jimmy Spencer beginning to make a little noise. Let's pick that one up in turn two. Michael's trying to make something happen here, knowing he's got to get away from these guys. The first thing he'll have to do is deal with Ken Schrader in the M&M's car, just sitting ahead of Michael Waltrip. For now, all he can do is follow Schrader down to turn three. Here's Michael Waltrip's black and yellow machine right behind Schrader. Is yellow Pontiac, and that's just what Waltrip will do. Follow the tire tracks. Further back, you've got Bobby Labonte going to the inside. He'll follow the tire tracks of Dale Earnhardt Jr. They're going to draft right up on the rear deck lid of Michael Waltrip. Off turn four, down into the trioval. Waltrip inside, Schrader outside, racing for 10th and 11th positions. Dale Jr. is behind Michael Waltrip. Here's Bobby Labonte, going to make it three wide. He looks to duck underneath Dale Jr. Dale Jr. moves low to block and will keep Bobby behind him to one. Bobby falls back in line behind Dale Jr. That's the only place left for him to sit. Let's see if we can squeeze it here in turn number two. He looks down low once again, and again, Dale Jr. takes it all the way to the bottom lane of the racetrack. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. in the 13th position, trying to Still 12th away from Michael Waltrip. Waltrip still trying to find a way to get past Ken Schrader, who's too strong in the outside lane. Bobby Labonte could be the helper again here. He won't go three wide in turns three and four like he did at the other end of the speedway, but he brings Chad Little and Bill Elliott along as drafting partners. Alan, I'll tell you one thing that's very obvious with Dale Earnhardt Jr. He is comfortable out there. We've seen him make some moves, and he, he knows what he's doing. He, he's very calculating when he makes those moves. Not really erratic, but he knows where he's at 
where he wants to go outside, inside, who he wants to draft with, who he wants to block. He's a heads-up race driver. He obviously has talent that belies his experience, particularly at the NASCAR Winston Cup level. Only his sixth start in a Winston Cup car, but he is performing admirably, though losing a spot off of turn two and onto the back straightaway. Because Bobby Labonte is three wide all the way down to the bottom of the backstretch, racing up inside of Dale Earnhardt Jr., but now Earnhardt's on the move. Yep, not going to work for Bobby Labonte. He'll backslide just a little bit, then again gets drafting help from Chad Little, but Dale Earnhardt Jr. comes to the inside, goes around Schrader, picks up a couple of spots. Hard racing as they come back down the line and the laps wind down. About 125 miles to go in the Daytona 500. 50 laps remain here this afternoon. Meanwhile, at the front of the field, that draft Joe Moore, they're not pulling out to pass. They're just trying to get away. No one dares step out of line up front. They're keeping it in single file. Even Dale Earnhardt, who earlier today was just checking out different lanes, he stays tucked in line. Everybody following Mark Martin, Dale Jarrett, and Jeff Burton. They will stay that way, racing single file all the way down the back straightaway. No one steps out of line. Checking further back, here's Tony Stewart. He's in the ninth position. Michael Waltrip bearing down behind. And remember up front, if these guys have any hopes of making and that fuel last, they're not going to get out of line. This is the most economical way to go. Further back, three wide. Bobby Labonte wins the exchange on the low side of the racetrack. He gets up underneath Chad Little off of turn number four. The Little gets the better run into the tri-oval area. They will come into the, the uh, turn here at the start-finish line, double wide for 13th and 14th spots. So closing in on 400 miles here, Mark Martin is the race leader. Let's run you back through the field as they stand now. Dale Jarrett is second, Jeff Burton third, Rusty Wallace fourth, and Ward Burton is fifth. Sixth is Dale Earnhardt. Mike Skinner is seventh. Johnny Benson eighth. Tony Stewart ninth. And Michael Waltrip is tenth. Eleventh is Dale Earnhardt Jr. Ken Schrader is twelfth. Bobby Labonte thirteenth. Chad Little fourteenth. And Bill Elliott is fifteenth. Sixteenth is Jimmy Spencer. Kenny Irwin is seventeenth. John Andretti eighteenth. Matt Kenseth nineteenth. And twentieth belongs to Ricky Rudd. Twenty-first is Jeremy Mayfield. Terry Labonte is twenty-second. Robbie Gordon twenty-third. Robert Presley, 24th, and Elliot Sadler, 25th. Scott Pruitt is 26th, and Derek Cope is 27th. And the last car on the lead lap. First car one lap down would be Sterling Marlin in 28th. Steve Park is 29th, Dave Blaney, 30th. Kenny Wallace is 31st, Stacy Compton, 32nd. Kevin LePage, 33rd. 34th is Kyle Petty, and Rick Mast is 35th. Ed Barrier is 36th, the last car one lap down. You've got Mike Bliss, three laps down in 37th. Darrell Waltrip, three laps down in 38th. Jeff Gordon, five laps down in 39th position. Jerry Nadeau is running six laps down in 40th. Wally Dallenbach is running 16 laps down in 41st. Joe Nemechek and Bobby Hamilton are the only drivers that are out of the race. They will finish 42nd and 43rd. Only two caution flags in the event so far. An oil leak on Jeff Gordon's machine at lap 33. And the engine failure on the Joe Nemechek machine at lap 132. Leaders today have been Dale Jarrett, Ricky Rudd, Mike Skinner, all in the opening three laps. Then Jarrett basically dominated the first couple of hundred miles of this event. Bill Elliott led for a lap. Chad Little for a lap under an exchange of pit stops. And then Mark Martin went to the front at lap 93. And now at lap 154, he continues to pace the Daytona 500. This mid-race update brought to you by Chase Authentics. Each week, the top drivers in the NASCAR, Craftsman Truck, Bush, and Winston Cup Series compete on the track to provide the best entertainment in motorsports. Off the track, the competition ends, and NASCAR's leading drivers agree to supply their fans with the best apparel in racing. Chase Authentics, the authentic trackside apparel of NASCAR, now back to the race where the chase is on. Mark Martin. 
Got his hands full holding off Dale Jarrett and about six other cars that ride nose to tail. Jeff Burton, Rusty Wallace, Ward Burton, and Dale Earnhardt make up the top six. Meanwhile, on pit road, Steve Park dived in there just a moment ago. We see a little steam coming out from under that machine. Let's go to get a quick update there. And, Barty, it is an overheating problem for Steve Park and a problem with a lot of these cars. You hear them overheating today. They're having to run a lot of tape on the front grill to create downforce, but that tape also causes the engine to get hot, and that's the problem for Steve Park. They're trying to cool the engine down now. He should be able to continue, though. Barty, close call for John Andretti. He scraped the wall off turn number two. Bobby Labonte was trying to pass Dale Earnhardt Jr. They made contact. Andretti went to the outside to avoid and scrub the outside wall, but everybody remains under speed. And caution comes onto the speedway. Apparently something is dropped from Andretti's car onto the back straightaway, and we see the yellow flag for the third time in the Daytona 500. I want to tell you one thing that's very obvious with Dale Earnhardt Jr. He is comfortable out there. We've seen him make some moves, and he, he knows what he's doing. He's very calculating when he makes those moves. Not really erratic, but he knows where he's at, where he wants to go outside, inside, who he wants to draft with, who he wants to block. He's a heads-up race driver. He obviously has talent that belies his experience, particularly at the NASCAR Winston Cup level. Only his sixth start in a Winston Cup car, but he is performing admirably, though losing a spot off of turn two and onto the back straightaway. Because Bobby Labonte is three wide all the way down to the bottom of the backstretch, racing up inside of Dale Earnhardt Jr., but now Earnhardt's on the move. Yep, not going to work for Bobby Labonte. He'll backslide just a little bit, then again get it's drafting help from Chad Little, but Dale Earnhardt Jr. comes to the inside, goes around Schrader, picks up a couple of spots. Hard racing as they come back down to the line, and the laps wind down. About 125 miles to go in the Daytona 500. 50 laps remain here this afternoon. Meanwhile, at the front of the field, that draft Joe Moore, they're not pulling out to pass. They're just trying to get away. No one dares step out of line up front. They're keeping it in single file. Even Dale Earnhardt, who earlier today was just checking out different lanes, he stays tucked in line. Everybody following Mark Martin, Dale Jarrett, and Jeff Burton. They will stay that way, racing single file all the way down the back straightaway. No one steps out of line. Checking further back, here's Tony Stewart. He's in the ninth position. Michael Waltrip bearing down behind. And remember up front, if these guys have any hopes of making Making that fuel last, they're not going to get out of line. This is the most economical way to go. Further back, three wide. Bobby Labonte wins the exchange on the low side of the racetrack. He gets up underneath Chad Little off of turn number four. Though Little gets the better run into the tri-oval area. They will come into the, the uh, turn here at the start-finish line. Double wide for 13th and 14th spots. So closing in on 400 miles here. Mark Martin is the race leader. Let's run you back through the field as they stand now. Dale Jarrett is second. Jeff Burton third. Rusty Wall is fourth. And Ward Burton is fifth. Sixth is Dale Earnhardt. Mike Skinner is seventh. Johnny Benson eighth. Tony Stewart ninth. And Michael Waltrip is tenth. Eleventh is Dale Earnhardt Jr. Ken Schrader is twelfth. Bobby Labonte thirteenth. Chad Little fourteenth. And Bill Elliott is fifteenth. Sixteenth is Jimmy Spencer. Kenny Irwin is seventeenth. John Andretti eighteenth. Matt Kenseth nineteenth. And twentieth belongs to Ricky Rudd. Twenty-first is Jeremy Mayfield. Terry Labonte is 22nd, Robbie Gordon 23rd, Robert Presley 24th, and Elliot Sadler 25th. Scott Pruitt is 26th, and Derek Cope is 27th, and the last car on the lead lap. First car one lap down would be Sterling Marlin in 28th, Steve Park is 29th, Dave Blaney 30th, Kenny Wallace is 31st, Stacy Compton 32nd, Kevin LePage, 33rd. 34th is Kyle Petty. And Rick Mast is 35th. Ed Barrier is 36th. The last car, one lap down. You've got Mike Bliss, three laps down in 37th. Darrell Waltrip, three laps down in 38th. 
Jeff Gordon, five laps down in 39th position. Jerry Nadeau is running six laps down in 40th. Wally Dallenbach is running 16 laps down in 41st. Joni Macek and Bobby Hamilton are the only drivers that are out of the race. They will finish 42nd and 43rd. Only two caution flags in the event so far. An oil leak on Jeff Gordon's machine at lap 33. And the engine failure on the Joni Macek machine at lap 132. Leaders today have been Dale Jarrett, Ricky Rudd, Mike Skinner, all in the opening three laps. Then Jarrett basically dominated the first couple of hundred miles of this event. And then Mark Martin went to the front at lap 93. And now at lap 154, he continues to pace the Daytona 500. Mark Martin got his hands full holding off Dale Jarrett and about six other cars that ride nose to tail. Jeff Burton, Rusty Wallace, Ward Burton, and Dale Earnhardt make up the top six. Meanwhile, on pit road, Steve Park dived in there just a moment ago. We see a little steam coming out from under that machine. Let's go to get a quick update there. And, Barty, it is an overheating problem for Steve Park, and the problem with a lot of these cars, you hear them overheating today, they're having to run a lot of tape on the front grill to create downforce, but that tape also causes the engine to get hot, and that's the problem for Steve Park. They're trying to cool the engine down now. He should be able to continue, though. Barty, close call for John Andretti. He scraped the wall off turn number two. Bobby the Bonnie was trying to pass Dale Earnhardt Jr. They made contact. Andretti went to the outside to avoid and scrub the outside wall, but everybody remains under speed. And caution comes onto the speedway. Apparently something is dropped from Andretti's car onto the back straightaway, and we see the yellow flag for the third time in the Daytona 500. Here come the leaders to pit road. The stops will be at lap 157 with 43 to go. So fuel mileage is not going to be a factor in deciding who wins the Daytona 500. We go to pit lane brought to you by the McDonald's drive through Winston Kelly with the leaders' stops. Mark Martin now pulling to a stop. Several pit stalls back. Dale Jarrett, the first on pit road. The question will be, do they do two or four? Here comes Tony Stewart easing in between Stewart and Martin. Is Bobby Labonte, Mike Skinner getting tires. Rusty Wallace along with Ward Burton. Jeremy Mayfield. It looks like it's going to be four tires all the way around on this end of pit road, but two for Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's the first down and away. Elliott away. Now to Jim Phillips. And Dale Earnhardt is getting four tires. A wedge adjustment on his car. Right behind him is Andretti who scrubbed the wall. Matt is it in. So is uh, Jeff Burton. Robert Presley's in. Derek Cope is in. Scott Pruitt is in. In front of him is Chad Little. It's all four tires down here. We'll get out to go Marty Snyder. And four tires from Michael Waltrip. They made no adjustments, but they missed a lug nut on the right rear of Michael Waltrip's car. They had to come back around, hit that lug one time. A 24-second costly stop for Michael Waltrip running in the top ten. And as Tony Stewart was leaving pit road, he had to back up to try to get around teammate Bobby Labonte as he swerved to go around him. He clipped one of his crew members who's down here on pit road. He is conscious. He is talking to some of the safety personnel, but a crew member from the Tony Stewart car down on pit road. And we'll update you there further when we have more information. I believe the race off pit road might have been won by Johnny Benson. Looked like he uh, came out the, the quickest off pit road, and he would have been followed by Dale Earnhardt Jr., also Bill Elliott, Mark Martin, and Dale Jarrett. The top five, that's the way they came out of the pits. From the Daytona International Speedway, this is MRN Radio. The new leader of the Daytona 500 is Johnny Benson. The Grand Rapids, Michigan driver getting two tires on his pit stop comes off pit road with the race lead. Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Bill Elliott apparently getting two tires also. Well, we know what Dale Earnhardt Jr. did. We're following up on the Elliott team just to confirm. They will come out second and third. Then Mark Martin will be fourth and Dale Jarrett fifth, followed by Dale Earnhardt, Robbie Gordon, Terry Labonte, Jeff Burton, and Rusty Wallace. The field continues under the caution flag here while the uh, 
safety workers on pit road attend to the injured member of the Tony Stewart team. Again, uh, the team member, when Stewart tried to pull out of his pit, had bent in front of the car to try and pick up one of the tires from the machine and get it out of Stewart's way. Stewart didn't see him there and started to leave the pit lane and uh, struck the member of his own team. As Winston Kelly reported a minute ago, the crew member is talking to the safety officials and conscious and alert and so forth, but he is being assisted from the pit lane now by medical workers, and we'll get an update as quickly as we can. I had two drivers tell me this morning in the garage, Alan, and we were talking about what might win the Daytona 500 today, and and the two that I talked to are started in the top ten, and they're still up there in the top ten. Won't call any names, but both of them said what's going to win the Daytona 500 is that final pit stop. Whoever gets the quickest one and gets back onto the racetrack has got the best shot to win this thing. I could could well be right. <laughs> We've just seen some teams make a strategy gamble and take just two tires. Uh, let's. Uh Check back in on pit road with Winston Kelly for just a minute, who's keeping an eye on a couple of things for us. Winston? Well, they have loaded the uh, injured crew member. He's the right front tire changer, Mike Langerfeld. He has been talking to the safety personnel. They've loaded him on one of the, uh, the care center golf carts and going to take Mike to the infield care center to be checked over again. He was talking to personnel, and I'm sure we'll get an update from the track on his condition. All right, so that's the story there from the pit lane as uh, Mike Lingerfeld is the injured member of the Tony Stewart crew and has been helped now off to the uh, infield care center after being uh, struck by his own race car while trying to retrieve a tire from in front of it when the machine tried to leave the pit lane. Well, Johnny Benson leads here. We're in the final stages of the Daytona 500. 38 laps to go when they bring them back around and drop the green flag on the field, and that's exactly what they'll do as they form up for that double-file restart. Over in turn number three, Dale Earnhardt Jr., both those cars taking only a couple of tires, as Alan told you a moment ago, along with Bill Elliott making a two-tire change. Elliott had dropped way back in the field a couple of times a day, and now he finds himself back up there in third spot. Mark Martin will restart fourth, followed by Dale Jarrett in fifth, Dale Earnhardt Sr. in sixth, Robbie Gore. Gordon in seventh, Terry Labonte in eighth. It'll be Jeff Burton in ninth and Rusty Wallace back in tenth. Tighten those seat belts up. It's going to be a dandy finish. <laughs> it is time to get down to the final sprint to the finish in the Daytona 500. We are inside the final 100 miles now. There'll be 196 miles left to go in the excuse me 96 miles left to go in this thing when we get the green flag here momentarily pace car is on the pit lane benson brings him up through the gears with earnhardt jr and elliott right behind him and the first car down to the inside a lap down or more than a lap down is going to be jeff gordon as they all race off into turn number one they stay pretty sanitary heading for the corner that may change before they get over to joe moore in turn two benson's able to get away johnny benson leads the way up into the corner dale earnhardt jr having a little tougher time getting rid of Jeff Gordon who hangs tough there on the low side of the racetrack and Gordon's doing it by himself to the outside lane now kicking in Earnhardt Jr. Bill Elliott, Mark Martin all start the draft rolling down the back straightaway and all that traffic chasing after the race leader Johnny Benson, his white Pontiac feeling a challenge, here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. in turn 3 Earnhardt Jr. thought about it, oh and down low cars trying to find their way through and a couple make contact, Mark Martin bouncing there along with Earnhardt Jr. Everybody stays pointed in the right direction, Martin and Elliott will battle for second. Earnhardt Jr. started to go high. Bill Elliott had filled the hole on top of him. He ducked back low, but Mark Martin was already there. Close, close call in turn three. Everybody gets away okay. We stay green. Benson 
Lincoln leads. Elliott now alone in second. Shuffle is for third. Now with Dale Earnhardt Jr. taking that away from Mark Martin. Behind him, Dale Earnhardt Sr. and Mark Martin. They'll race for the fourth position. A three-car breakaway with Earnhardt Jr. looking at a shot at Bill Elliott. And now Dale Earnhardt Sr. working the outside lane. His Chevrolet challenging Mark Martin's Ford. They race side by side. This is for the fourth position. And where's Dale Jarrett? Well, here he comes on the low side of the racetrack now. Inside of Robbie Gordon. Further back, a couple of cars checking up. And again, they scramble for position. Close racing off turn four. For the last two laps around, they have dodged a couple of bullets up in turn number four. Stacking them three deep. Running high, low, and in the middle of the speedway. Back of the line. They're still chasing Johnny Benson. Benson doing a great job of holding everybody off. Back at about fourth place. Dale Jarrett puts a move on in turn one. Jarrett looks to the low side of Mark Martin for a chance to make it three wide. But Martin takes it to the bottom of the racetrack. He has ideas of his own. He's going after Dale Earnhardt Jr. This is the race for third. Mark Martin powers out in front, but Jr. pulls him again. Mark Martin, though, has help from Dale Jarrett toward the inside. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has help from his father in the high side. All the shuffling going on from third on back. And the inside opens up for Dale Jarrett. He'll follow Dale Earnhardt down low to the inside of Dale Earnhardt Jr. It's three wide further back. Again, a little bumper car action going on off turn four. Stacy Compton gets shuffled up into the outside lane, keeps control of the car. Nice job of driving by the rookie. Across the start-finish line, 35 laps to go. Benson, and now the front five beginning to sort out single file. Benson, Bill Elliott, Mark Martin, and Dale Earnhardt. That's your front four. Then it's Dale Earnhardt Jr. He rides fifth. Robbie Gordon in sixth. Side by side. Now for seventh. Terry Labonte climbs the banking. Dale Jarrett, the man on the move. He's down low on the super stretch. Here's Jarrett working the inside lane, hoping somebody will come with him and help him draft further ahead. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has to move down and block Robbie Gordon. It's Jeff Gordon who comes along to try and draft along with Dale Jarrett. But that goes away fairly quickly because there are some three-wide machines as well. The leader, Johnny Benson, off turn four. At Daytona, we are under caution. For the fourth time in the Daytona 500, a problem up in turn number three for a driver who was having a fairly decent day. He really was. Derek Culp has been up and down the racetrack today, always managed to make the right move, though it took our breaths at times. Well, this time it looks like he might have lost an engine. He went up the banking, as has been his favorite groove, kept it wound up, and then all of a sudden a ton of smoke from beneath his machine. But of note, he kept it out of the wall and drove on away. But tough way for this Daytona 500 to end for Derek Cope. Yeah, but they made the field. They came down here, not sure they'd even get in. And they ran extremely well in the qualifying race. Have practiced good. Good, strong race team there. They're looking for sponsorship. And uh, they'll be around the rest of the season. But a tough break for Derek Cope. Before we go racing in one more lap, let's get some updates from Pitt Road. Let's talk to Mike Ford on Bill Elliott's crew. Mike, you guys have been tight. The two-tire stop. Does that help free it up? Well, we were looking for track position there, and with 25 laps to go, uh, we knew if we took four, we'd be running 15th or 16th. So we gambled for two, and we're able to stay out front. And uh, 25 laps to go, you don't have any friends, so we'll see what happens. What has he said about the handling of the car since the last pit stop? Uh, Hasn't really said a whole lot. Uh, I think he's pretty much concentrating on the race, and uh, his drive-thru crew did a good job getting him out front. We'll see what happens. Bill Elliott trying to get back to victory lane here at Daytona. Remember, five teams took only two tires on the lap 157 stops, while the leaders Mark Martin and Dale Jarrett and Dale Earnhardt took four. Johnny Benson's team, Bill Elliott's team, Dale Earnhardt Jr., uh, the uh, Robbie Gordon team, thank you, and Terry Labonte's team all took two tires at that point. Back to pit road. And let's talk to Kevin Hamlin. You're close. 
Can you get closer? Yeah, well, we're hoping so, but it's just depending on who we can get to dance with us here to see if we can pull us up to the front. You said your car has been pretty good for about 20 laps, so you're pretty close to that window. Well, we'd run a few laps before this here under green, but, uh, uh, you know, Dale Earnhardt's driving that thing, and at the end of the race, you don't ever count him out. So hopefully that GM Goodrent Service Plus car will be up there at the front at the end of the day. It'll be somewhere around there, I'm sure. That's Kevin Hamlin, crew chief for Dale Earnhardt. And Earnhardt running right now in fourth position behind Johnny Benson, Bill Elliott, and Mark Martin as we get set to go back racing. 25 laps to go will be the number when they cross the start-finish line and take the green flag. Here goes the pace car back onto pit road. Pace car down on pit road. They come down the line still looking for the green flag. They're about 800 feet away, and the green flag goes up in the air. Johnny Benson comes up through the gearbox, tries to get that restrictor plate engine wound out and get away from everybody down to the inside. Jeff Gordon, the car several laps down, will race with him off into turn number one. All the cars on the lead lap in that outside groove, and traffic gets a little heavy in turn one. Benson can't shake Bill Elliott this time. Last time on the restart, he pulled away. This time, Elliott literally pushing Benson up on the outside lane. But Gordon still occupying the inside. All those lapped cars holding the inside of the racetrack, while Benson, Elliott, Mark Martin, and Dale Earnhardt leads them on to the super stretch. Here's Bill Elliott taking a quick look to the outside of Johnny Benson's machine. Not enough room to make a move there. Elliott continues to follow the race leader to turn three. Up the banking they go now. 25 laps to go. Mark Martin trying to rumble. He's right on that rear deck of Bill Elliott trying to push him along. Nowhere to go. Off turn number four. Johnny Benson, the leader. Elliott closed right in on Benson's back bumper off the corner. Johnny had to move up and make the block. Here they come into the tri-oval. 24 laps to go. Benson, Elliott, Mark Martin, Dale Earnhardt, Dale Earnhardt Jr., the top five, trying to clear the lap traffic into turn one. Earnhardt takes a shot at Mark Martin. Martin blocks him there. They'll go back into line. Single file. Earnhardt Jr. further back, riding along in the fifth spot, still having to deal with traffic, and also dealing with Dale Jarrett, who's right behind him, pushing off turn two. Jarrett would love to make a move down low to try to get around Dale Earnhardt Jr. He can't. Earnhardt Jr. can. Earnhardt Jr. passing his father in turn three. So Earnhardt Jr. picks up his spot, and Dale Earnhardt cannot get back in line. Everybody goes by. Jarrett goes by. So too Rusty Wallace going by. Earnhardt finally wrestling back in line eighth place. There will be 23 laps to go when they hit the stripe this time. Johnny Benson got his hands full, still holding off Bill Elliott. Elliott's looked on the high side. He's looked on the low side. Scramble right now is going to be for fourth place as they work their way back into the corner. Mark Martin's got his hands full. Mark Martin works to the low side of the racetrack now, just ahead of Dale Jarrett. Jarrett getting by the Earnhardt's a few laps ago. Both Earnhardt's are still Still trapped out of line. Here goes Rusty Wallace, Jeff Burton, and Ward Burton passing both the Earnhardts. All that traffic now shuffles back out single file except for Ward Burton. He's still working the inside lane on the back straightaway. Now Dale Earnhardt gets in line with him. Dale Earnhardt getting in line there. Ward Burton picking his way through. Dave Blaney caught in the middle. He'll hold his groove carefully while they work to his outside and his inside back at 12. Dale Earnhardt Jr., when he made the pass to pick up a position down the back straightaway, then tried to move back up into the high line to get another spot a lap ago. And that's when he lost the draft and got hung out. Dale Jarrett filled the groove to his inside, and now Earnhardt Jr. really struggling to get back in line. He's in the eighth position now, and his dad drives down to the inside trying to take that spot away. And coincidentally, Dale's teammate, Mike Skinner, is helping Dale Jr. in the outside lane. 
Earnhardt's racing side by side, moving off turn two and onto the back straightaway. Now diving all the way down to the bottom lane of the back stretch is Dale Earnhardt Sr. He moves back up to the center lane in turn three. Dale Earnhardt trying to find that running room. Off to the high side of him, you've got Dale Earnhardt Jr. But while all of that's happening, the front six are pulling away. Yeah, they got a lot of daylight on the field, although they're about to start racing door to door. Mark Martin down to the inside of Bill Elliott this time. He's going to bring Dale Jarrett with him as they hang Elliott on the high side. Bill's out there all by himself. He may go to the tail end of that draft before they get to one. Elliott's still trying to get back in line. DJ goes by. Here goes Jeff Burton now squeezing by. And Rusty Wallace, he'll drive to the low side of the banking. Elliott can just fall in line to the tail end of the draft, going from second all the way back to the fifth position. Here's Elliott trying to find some momentum. He needs it desperately. He swings up to the high side, manages to regain one of those positions. It'll be at the expense of Rusty Wallace in the corner. It's a lone Pontiac showing the way over a handful of Fords here in Daytona. Final few laps. That lead draft on the low side of the racetrack. The top ten now basically single file. Back into that Pontiac is going to be an awfully wide track machine as Benson does all he can to keep Mark Martin behind him for the final 20 laps. 180 down. 20 to go. Six cars in a tight draft to decide the Daytona 500. 17 to go. They're in two. Johnny Benson shows the way. Led following a bunch of Fords all stacked up. He's got to be wondering when it's coming. Here's Benson on the back straightaway now. Takes a look behind him. He sees Mark Martin lining up with him. Dale Jarrett is there. Jeff Burton also is there. No one stepping out of line. And Kevin LePage has hit the wall in turn number two. Glanced off the wall. Rolled down the racetrack. Continues moving down the back straightaway. The leaders coming out of turn number four. Still single file. The front six trying to pull away. Johnny Benson pulls him around one more time. He's made that Pontiac as wide as he can. Right now, he's got to feel like a short dog in tall weeds as he looks behind him back there as they head off down into turn one. He still shows the way, and Mark Martin has not stepped out of line. Right behind him, Dale Jarrett also stays single file with Jeff Burton and Bill Elliott all nose to tail coming into the corner. Further back, some close quarter racing. Here's one of the cars going up the banking. Robbie Gordon nearly making contact with Michael Walton. They straighten it out here as they exit turn two. Another driver who's been on the charge, Bobby Labonte. He's up to the ninth position, trying for eighth, but they're racing double wide in front of him. They work off into the corner. Down low, Ward Burton is there. Bobby Labonte goes high. Kenny Schrader gets right in behind Bobby Labonte. Kenny Irwin is there also. So is Curry Labonte. Somebody who's faded quite a bit here in these last several laps is Dale Earnhardt. He is back to the 14th position as we're down to 15 laps to go. Johnny Benson protects the bottom off the trioval while Bobby Labonte gets an outside run on Dale Earnhardt Jr. for seven. Here they come back into the corner. Bobby Labonte takes the outside lane, picks up the spot from Dale Earnhardt Jr. Ken Schrader goes with him. See, in the high side is working pretty well. Let's see now. Schrader can clear Earnhardt Jr. He'll get drafting help from Kenny Irwin. Bobby Labonte up to seventh. Ken Schrader now moves up into the eighth position. All the drafts stacking up behind Schrader as the leaders head off to turn three. Taylor. Earnhardt Jr. thought he had something. He tucks to the inside. And, oh, he's going to be tagged by his dad. They all gather it back in. Earnhardt Jr. got out of line and all of a sudden went way back. His dad was coming towards the front, but everybody pulls away okay. Man, it's a hard race to watch. You want to look at the front six to see what they're going to do, and you also want to look back in the pack to see what's going on back there. Benson, again, has to make the Pontiac wide, heading back off into turn number one. 
Nobody's been able to get around him yet. Mark Martin taking a higher line coming into the corner. Johnny Benson sneaking down low. Marco's way high. It's going to open the inside for Dale Jarrett. Jarrett's going to go after the second spot. He'll get a nose out in front. Burton sees that's the correct lane to go. He'll now fall in line off turn two. Here's Benson. He moves all the way down to the inside lane of the super stretch, trying to block Dale Jarrett. Jarrett is on the move in turn three. They go around Kevin LePage's car. Jarrett waits and watches. Mark Martin drifts high. It opens the inside lane now. Off turn number four, Benson still there with Jared and Jeff Burton. Ever so close in turn number three when Johnny Benson had the line and shut Dale Jarrett down. Jeff Burton almost got into the back of Jarrett, but they got away okay. 13 laps to go. Benson leads him back to one. This time it's Dale Jarrett riding in second with Jeff Burton in third and Bill Elliott riding fourth. Everybody to the inside lane as Mark Martin has lost that lead draft and is in danger of losing another spot. Here comes Bobby Labonte riding alongside Mark Martin about to make the pass. Bobby Labonte's been working well up high. He's trying to prove that once again. Labonte's green, black machine moving up alongside of Mark Martin in the corner. Martin's powerful, though. His Ford by itself down low is staying right to the inside of that draft. Meanwhile, the leader is about a full second ahead of Martin now exiting third four. Can't believe how many positions are swapping back and forth from sixth place on back right now. Mark Martin is scrambling for it with Bobby Labonte. will try to get around him and take it over as they work their way back into turn number one. And again, the front four open up a little more daylight back in turn one. About to be the front five once again because Rusty Wallace now closing into the front four. He is trying to catch that draft and help to settle this thing. Johnny Benson still shows the way. A car link, his lead over Dale Jarrett, Jeff Burton, and Bill Elliott. Benson still waiting to see who the first driver is going to be to move out of line. So far, no one's going to do it just yet. Further back, Dale Earnhardt Jr. stacks him up three wide, now double wide in the corner. Earnhardt Jr. staying down low inside of Kenny Irwin. Dale Earnhardt is there now as well inside of Kenny Irwin. Jimmy Spencer in that mix too. He's just in front of Schrader off the corner. Down to the start-finish line come the race leaders. 11 laps to go. Five cars now lined up nose to tail. Benson, Jarrett, Jeff Burton, Bill Elliott, and Rusty Wallace trying to decide the Daytona 500 between them. Johnny Benson takes him up the banking of turn number one, up about midway the banking, then right down on the bottom lane, coming back into turn number two. And all those Fords following him take the exact same line. Further back, three wide as Chad Little goes underneath Sterling Martin and Robbie Gordon. The leader's going single file back to the first five cars. Here's Dale Jarrett. Quick look to the inside of Johnny Benson. Cannot make the move. Rusty Wallace trying to rumble, closing in just a bit on Bill Elliott. His car owner, Roger Penske, has a birthday today. Rusty said, I'd love to give him this win as a gift. He's closing in fifth. They are coming down to the line and there will be ten laps to go to settle the Daytona 500. They're still chasing Johnny Benson. We've had a crash in the pack off turn four at the Daytona 500. Here comes the leader, Johnny Benson, back around to take the caution flag. Yellow with seven laps to go. The accident happened off of turn number four. It looked like a little jam up in traffic. Might have been Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s car was the first one to get loose. He had to slide up in line in between a couple of cars, and it sent Michael Waltrip spinning around into the middle of the pack. He bounced off the wall, was collected by Elliot Sadler. Kenny Wallace was also damaged in the wreck, and we have the fifth yellow flag of the race now with seven laps to go. You can almost see it coming because, as we pointed out for the last 10 or 15 laps, particularly up in front of you, Eli, they've been running three wide up there, and everybody's done a heck of a job of saving the cars three or four different times. That time when they came in 
there three wide, you just almost felt like somebody was going to slip because they were getting so close to the wall, and that's all it took. That is all it took, and it actually happened as they came off the corner, and from the rear view looking forward, it was tough for me to tell exactly who moved first, but I'll tell you that Kenny Wallace's car just came by, severely damaged. Here comes Michael Waltrip coming by, and it's not been a vintage speed weeks for him, unfortunately. Extensive damage to the right side and the rear of his machine, so uh, we're getting down to it, and so far, everybody making their way back around after the accident. And Guys, Joe we Mo- just had another spin over here in front of me in turn two. Chad Little and Ed Barrier made contact under the caution flag. Both cars rolled down the banking, able to drive away. Looks like Barrier probably got the worst of it. And, and I was really- wondering there, Barney, if one of the cars that was involved in the crash over here dropped some liquid over there that might have caused some of the spins in the aftermath. But the bottom line is we are under the yellow flag with now two separate areas of the racetrack to clean up, though... The safety workers being dispatched in a big hurry, and I expect we'll get at least two or three laps of this thing at the finish under the green flag. Yeah, I believe they've got time to get it done. Seven laps on the board. It'll be six when they come down this time. And right now they're hitching up to Elliot Sadler's car. Elliot uh, got the front end really shoved in on his machine. Tough luck. He had a decent run going here this afternoon. And his car sits down on the apron of the racetrack or down on the infield grass right here in the trioval. The other cars, again, that got a piece of that, Michael Waltrip, Jimmy Spencer, Kenny Wallace got a chunk of it, as we said, and looked like John Andretti spun on the grass, but I don't believe John did that much damage to his car. Michael Waltrip's machine sitting on the pit lane in front of Marty Snyder. And uh, they have a broken, uh, they have a lot of damage, obviously, a, sheet, a lot of sheet metal damage, but uh, you can tell the left rear shock is broken off, and uh, they are not going to go back out, and Michael's still sitting in the car. They had a great run going in the top ten for most of the day. And uh, they're going to probably have to call it quits here on the Michael Walter team. And is, believe, is that Dale Earnhardt Jr. scooting into pits there? That would be Dale Earnhardt scooting into the pits for a stop. Let's go and cover it. That's because he got a piece of that uh, left side fenders caved in on his uh, car. They had to come in because the fend- uh, fenders rubbing the tires. Uh, they want to get that left front fender especially pulled out. Uh, the wheel mark on it and further da- damage down the left side. But they had no choice. Uh, they had to pit. And uh, look at a replay on that incident off turn four. Jimmy Spencer was the one who got loose off the corner. He hit Dale Earnhardt, who hit Michael Waltrip, and turned him sideways and up into the outside wall, collecting the Kenny Wallace and Elliott Sadler cars in the aftermath. So that's the way the sequence of events went down that triggered that. As we see now the Elliott Sadler car being towed back to the garage area with the nose pretty heavily beaten in. Let's go back downstairs. And uh, a tough day for Michael Waltrip. He had a great car. Tell us about the wreck. What happened? I don't know what happened. Uh, I ran around the bottom. I didn't crowd anybody, and then I got hit. So I really don't know what happened. And obviously upset was Michael is Michael Waltrip, and they had they had a great car today, a car capable of winning this race, but uh, obviously he'll be done for the afternoon. He had a heck of a run here today. He really did. A couple of times he got way back in the pack, and every time he was able to get back up there. Really was. Cleanup is continuing at a rather rapid pace. The other thing that will come into play here is it will be a single-file restart when we do go back racing. We're inside the final 10 laps of the event, so the restart order is being called out over NASCAR's race control channel to the various spotters and crew chiefs so that they get their cars lined up where they belong on the racetrack and we can get this thing going as soon as the track is clear. There'll be five laps to go when they come back around. What do you think Johnny Benson's thinking right now, Barney? Well, like I said, I'm going to go... You know, he is, he's got his hands full, and he knows that. It's just a matter of can, can he make the car wide enough. It all depends whether they try to get him on both sides or whether they die, whether Dale Jarrett and maybe Jeff Burton and Bill Elliott all link up in a three-car train and try to get around him. 
I I would like to be in his shoes in one way and in another. I don't know. Uh, I give him a pretty good chance to win this thing. I really do. <laughs> well, he's got one thing going for him. He's out front, and the other guys have to try and pass him. One to go is the signal at the start-finish line. So we'll go back racing with four laps remaining in the Daytona 500. It is Benson, Jarrett, Jeff Burton, Bill Elliott, and Rusty Wallace, the top five. Then Mark Martin, Bobby Labonte, Terry Labonte, Ken Schrader, and Matt Kenseth making up the rest of the top ten. Don't think we've called Kenseth's name once all day except for during the starting lineup, but he missed the wreck, and now here he is up into the top ten. He's having a, an outstanding run. I was just sitting here thinking for Dale Jarrett, who uh, is eligible for the Noble Five, he can have, what, well over a $2 million payday if he wins this thing? Winner's share of the Daytona 500 purse is $1.2 million, plus the Winston Noble $5 million. It'd be a $2.2 million payday if Jarrett can go to victory lane. Wow. That ought to motivate him a little bit to kind of get up there. And, of course, you, he's, a, he's a race driver. The money's nice, but he's still a race driver. He wants to win this thing, and he's going to do everything he can to get around as far as getting around Johnny Benson. But Benson made a good pit stop. That team got him out quick earlier today. And as we said earlier this afternoon, several guys told me whoever makes the best pit stop and comes out leading this thing toward the end has got the best chance to win it. And I like, like we said, I like his odds. A little bit of Daytona 500 history. Five drivers have won their first career Winston Cup victory in the 500. Tiny Lund in 1963. Mario Andretti in 1967. Pete Hamilton in 1970. Derek Cope in 1990. And Sterling Marlin in 1994, first career victory. It does not get any better than winning at the Daytona 500 and making that victory number one. I remember when Pete Hamilton won that thing. Uh, we were on the broadcast, and all of us were saying, I believe David Pearson might have been leading the race and a couple of other guys. That, at that time, Richard Petty was right up in the mix of things, and everybody was saying, there's no way a rookie like Pete Hamilton can win this race. Pete went on and pulled it off. Maybe Johnny. Johnny's not a rookie, but he still might do it. Benson is out in front now as the field works behind the pace car in turn number three. Green flag when they come to the stripe this time. Four laps remaining. Got to get up through the gearbox. Got to get it going again. Keep the momentum wound up. Not give Dale Jarrett any opportunity to get by him and see if he can secure the victory in the Daytona 500. The pace car getting away from the field a little bit. Benson opting for a little bit of a slower restart pace than the pace speed, if you will. But uh, at this point, that's his prerogative. And here we go. A dramatic finish awaits in the Daytona 500. Once again, pace car heads for pit road. There are four laps to go in the event. Four laps to settle the Daytona 500. Johnny Benson hoping to get the biggest win of his career here this afternoon. If he works his way down to the line, gets the green flag, comes up through the gearbox, and pulls away from Dale Jarrett, actually, by about a car length as they try to wind him up single file. They're not going to stay that way very long as they head off to turn number one. Back in about eighth and ninth position, they're already three deep. And Pontiac is strong on the start as Johnny Benson pulls away, but here's Dale Jarrett moving up the banking, and Johnny Benson goes there to block. DJ goes low to try to get by. Benson goes low, but DJ is on the move. Dale is up alongside. Here comes Jeff Burton and Bill Elliott. Dale Jarrett throws down the gauntlet at the midpoint of the backstretch, races up underneath Johnny Benson, and tries to open the inside lane. Jarrett gets by, and so does Jeff Burton. Now Bill Elliott trying to make a move. Can he do so? No. Benson can't get back in line. The Fords ganging up on him. Maybe his potty 
brethren there will let him in. Bobby Labonte, but the leader is Jarrett. That's the final laps of the Daytona 500. Nobody's going to let you in line. Jarrett comes to the stripe. He leads with three laps to go. Now he's got Jeff Burton, Bill Elliott, and Rusty Wallace behind him trying to challenge as they race for the win into turn number one. The Fords work together to get by the other make, but what do they do now when they get all there together? Mark Martin sitting in line. You've got the cars of Bill Elliott there. Jeff Burton following race leader Dale Jarrett up off the corner. Nose to tail header to turn three. Everyone single file chasing Dale Jarrett's red and blue Ford all the way down the back straightaway. Jeff Burton not about to make the move just yet. He follows the race leader. Bill Elliott thinks about it, but he can't make a move either. They'll stay single file. Further back, you've got Rusty Wallace and Mark Martin, followed by Bobby Labonte and Terry Labonte. Ward Burton's next from Ken Schrader and Kenseth. One car scrubbing Trouble. wall. Go ahead, Eli. I'll say one car spins and tags the wall coming by us and continues down towards you. Caution as the leaders cross the start-finish line. Dale Jarrett's going to win the Daytona 500. He just took the yellow flag at the start-finish line with two laps to go. It was Jimmy Spencer, I believe, who hit the wall up in turn number four. And Jarrett got the caution just before he got to the stripe. And I believe the race is over. Nonetheless, we'll follow him down the backstretch. I know the word is from NASCAR. He got the flag at the line. So the race is under caution. When they come back this time, they'll get the white flag. And the Daytona 500 is going to be won for a third time by Dale Jarrett. How many times have we seen the Daytona 500 settled in such a fashion like this? Although Jarrett had taken the lead, had a good shot to win it anyway. But circumstances, a lot of times at this speedway, will win you the event. Here comes Dale down to the start-finish line. Sees the white and yellow flag waving. As the Daytona 500 about to go into its final lap as they head off into turn one. And really was a needlessly raced lap. He did not have to come back around at full speed because he got the caution last time by. But we are on the final lap of the 500 as Jimmy Spencer's car sits mashed up against the outside wall right at the start-finish line about 10 feet short of it. Dale Jarrett is behind the pace car now on his victory lap. Let's follow him around. He's in turn two. Dale Jarrett certainly happy it worked out this way, but what about the guys behind him? They had plans of trying to make a move on the very last lap. That's gone out the winner. Dale Jarrett wins again in the Daytona 500. Dale Jarrett did not wait very long to make his move on the last restart. It pays off in big fashion. Here is Jarrett's Ford now, about to come off the end of the super stretch for the final time this afternoon. He's tucked up right behind the pace car. Behind him, of course, Jeff Burton and Bill Elliott and Rusty Wallace and Mark Martin, all the rest simply helpless in this situation, following Dale Jarrett off to turn number three. And I think it's most interesting that a week ago, during the Bud Shootout qualifier and the Bud Shootout, everybody was saying at that time, well, next Sunday, Dale Jarrett's going to win. Just look at him pulling away. Well, yes, next Sunday, which is now today, Dale Jarrett wins. But it was anything but a pull away. It was not the easiest afternoon, and he had to wait and wait and bide his time, and finally got the win as the caution flew. The beginning of the end happened back in the pack when Jimmy Spencer's car had something go wrong. He shot up into the outside wall in turn number four, rode it all the way down to the start-finish line. Spencer is extricating himself from the machine now at the start-finish line with the assistance of some safety workers. A very hard crash suffered by Jimmy. And in the meantime, the leaders come down into the trioval to take the checkered flag. Dale Jarrett becomes just the fourth driver to win the Daytona 500 three times. Caution and checkered flags for Jarrett. He is the 2,000 winner of the race and collects the Winston Noble $5 million bonus, a $2.2 million payday for Dale Jarrett and Robert Yates Racing. Let's go to Pit Road. Well, Todd paired up here getting a big hug from Robert Yates. Todd, 
We were here four years ago, the first time out. Congratulations. Would you have believed it this morning? Um, yeah, because I have total faith in my, my abilities and these guys out here. I've got total confidence in them. And, um, we, we, just, we just fixed that thing. You know, we, um, we worked on it. We didn't give up and um, had great pit stops all day. Robert Yates engines, what can you say about them guys? <laughs> We're a pretty happy car owner. Four years ago was great. Now Robert Yates, he's won the Daytona 500 every four years. Congratulations, Robert. I didn't see nothing boring about that race. <laughs> That's about as exciting as Daytona 500. Certainly the, one of the best ones that we've had. Uh, every, every time they elect a new president, uh, here we go. Daytona. Robert Yates and Todd Parrott, the winning car owner and crew chief. And there are going to be some happy folks down in Victory Lane. Jimmy Spencer, the safety crews, took him across the racetrack, carried him over, put him on the stretcher, and now put him in the ambulance. Jimmy is moving around, but apparently he has uh, some kind of injury to a leg or something because they helped him over there. So, again, Dale Jarrett has won. Jeff Burton came home second. He slid right up there toward the end. Then Bill Elliott third, Rusty Wallace fourth, and Mark Martin fifth. Back at Daytona International Speedway, fireworks exploding in air, and fans beginning to file out after watching Dale Jarrett win the 42nd running of the Daytona 500. Jarrett getting by Johnny Benson just after a restart with four laps to go and holding off back to a caution flag with two to go after Jimmy Spencer crashed off of turn number four and brought the race to a finish under the yellow flag. Some of the victory lane ceremonies continuing and ongoing. And um, while we wait on that, let's just uh, take a second and remind you that uh, some of the race stats here throughout the course of the day, Dale Jarrett leading the most laps, 89 laps. He led today on three different occasions, nine lead changes among seven different drivers, six caution flags for 31 laps, 38 of the 43 starters finished the race with 24 uh, on the lead lap, and the margin of victory point zero four six seconds of Dale Jarrett over Jeff Burton, and uh, that's the race summary from the Daytona 500. Let's go down to victory lane. Okay, we got Dale Jarrett right here. Dale, ten and a half hours of overtime, but I ask you to fix a car that uh, was wrecked in happy hour. But I ask you the question before this race. I said, does it hurt your confidence? You flat said no, and I think it proved out. If Todd Parrott puts it out there, I have confidence in it. And I knew when he told me yesterday afternoon that we could fix this car, that uh, the suspension was okay, they would work on that, we would get the fabricators here to do the job. He knew how good a race car we had, and we wanted to race this car. Plus, it wasn't fair to NASCAR to say, look, you know, is that wreck bad enough to bring out a backup? We didn't want to put them in a bad position, but uh, this is just fantastic. I tell you what, that's the money car. We hate to lose that. It won a million dollars at uh, Talladega in 98, won another million here. Won a million dollars for Melissa Brown from Pittsburgh. We're excited, man. This is fantastic. 2.2 today to add on to that, so that's not bad either. But let's talk about the start of the race. As they dropped the green flag, were you a little bit apprehensive? Didn't like you, looked like you went after it as quite as hard as you normally would have. Uh, I, I didn't know what to expect, you know. Did we get the front end back right? Was it going to stick? Especially with my teammate on the outside, I wasn't sure that I wanted to find out with him out there, and I wanted to make sure the car was going to turn, so... Uh, held back for a minute, but then once we got into it, I knew the car was just as good as it had been. Got out front and led, and then you know Mark was strong, uh, Bill Elliott's car was strong. Johnny Benson did a great job. That was a great call on his part. You know, if it wouldn't have been for this Robert and Doug Yates horsepower, uh, don't know what I'd have done there because I kept trying to get a run on him, and he was doing a great job. But Jeff Burton gave me the push that I needed. As I said on TV a minute ago, the one thing I regret is 
You know, Mark had come over and asked whenever he was in second behind the 10, if he went high, I would, would, I would go with him. We tried it for a lap. The next lap, Mark tried it again, and the 99 dove down below me, and I just dove down to protect the position, and when I did, it gave me a real push, and I went by Mark. I wasn't trying to set him up or anything, and I hate that. I know he'll never believe that, but, uh, you know, we were just racing to try to hold on to spots, and uh, he did a great job all day, but uh, this crew is just incredible. They did a great job in the pits, and, uh, you know, this man right here is just the very best. Tell me about the, the pass for the win, though. Uh, they, you went two different ways. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure. I knew Johnny was going to try to block me wherever I went. I knew that he knew that was a critical time, especially with the, the horsepower that I have. And so I you know, I wasn't able to lay back on the start. I was going to get a run, but Jeff Burton was laying back, and Johnny kind of came back. So we got a good start. The car really came up to uh, speed really well. And uh, it, Johnny made just enough of a move when I faked to the outside that it, it let me get down to the inside. And I just came down off the banking and, and had a big head of steam and then the 99 came and uh, helped me get by there. So just worked to our advantage right there. And, uh, again, just a great, great race car. I'm just the fortunate one to be sitting in the seat. Well, you're the champion, but what a difference a year makes at this race. <laughs> yeah, we definitely improved it. Uh, I think we were 37th or 38th with a torn-up race car last year. Uh, this year we lose our car, but for a good reason, because it's going to be over in Daytona, USA, for all the fans to come see for the next year. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Dale Jarrett wins the 2000 version of the Great American Race, the Daytona 500. Why don't we take a look at how they ran today in the 42nd running of the 500 as the fireworks continue to explode over the Victory Lane celebration. Dale Jarrett is the winner, collects well over $2 million. Jeff Burton finished second. Third will go to Bill Elliott. Rusty Wallace, good strong car all day, and Rusty puts it up there in fourth. Mark Martin finished fifth. Terry Labonte was sixth. Bobby Labonte salvaged a good solid seventh place run. Ward Burton finished eighth. Ken Schrader was ninth. Matt Kenseth finishes in tenth position. Then Jeremy Mayfield was eleventh. Johnny Benson finished twelfth. Earnhardt Jr. finished thirteenth. Mike Skinner was fourteenth. Kenny Irwin was fifteenth. Give Ricky Rudd sixteenth place. Tony Stewart finished seventeenth. Robbie Gordon did eighteenth. Scott Pruitt finished nineteenth. Robert Presley was twentieth. Dale Earnhardt finished 21st, John Andretti 22nd, Chad Little 23rd, Sterling Marlin 24th, and Kyle Petty make up the top 25. 26th today was Stacey Compton, Dave Blaney was 27th, Rick Mass 28th, Kenny Wallace 29th, and Jimmy Spencer finished in the 30th position. 31st was Steve Park, Darrell Waltrip 32nd, Mike Bliss 33rd, Jeff Gordon 34th, and Jerry Nadeau 35th. Kevin LePage was 36th, Ed Barrier 37th, Michael Waltrip 38th, Elliot Sadler 39th, and Wally Dallenbach 40th. Derek Cope was 41st, Joe Nemechek 42nd, and Bobby Hamilton finished in 43rd position. Time of the race, 3 hours, 13 minutes, and 27 seconds. The race finished under caution, no margin of victory officially, and Dale Jarrett claiming the 500 for a third time. And again, he is only the fourth driver ever to win the 500 on three or more occasions. It's over. Yep. Speed Weeks 2000 is done. I'm just sitting here thinking this is my 40th Daytona 500. I can't believe it. Wow. Out of 42. Yep. That is amazing. Well, we look forward to doing 43 again yeah, next at least year. That many. There you go. Want to thank Cherie Spangler for the scoring and statistical help here at Daytona throughout the week. Our production assistants, Paul Horvath, Judy Langley, and Alex Hayden for their invaluable assistance. And the voices you heard call the action of the great American race. Joe Moore, Kurt Becker, and Eli Gold out in the corners. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Marty Snyder in the pit and garage areas. For Barney Hall, Alan Bestwick saying so long from Daytona Beach, Florida, where Dale Jarrett has won the 42nd Daytona 500. Motor Racing Network Classics is a production of the Motor Racing Network. 
with studios in Concord, North Carolina. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.